You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. You know, I always found Dennis Leary to be the most funny or, you know, the most of his talent seems to come out when he plays these like weird bit parts in movies, you know, firecracker type character. I find him funnier like in uh, Suicide Kings or something like that, rather than his actual stand-up. I got this 2002 Honda Civic, which is probably the last car that ever have a native tape deck on it. I went out to Dearborn Music and just spent like 60 bucks on 3,000 tapes. My. I discovered a lot of shit I'd never heard about, including this stupid-ass movie, Full Body Massage, and that's how we found out about it. And we just we just found this scene where he's like, this shit, Doug, does it? And we just kept saying that over and over and over. And Scott. I've never found Woody Allen likable. I mean, I, I think he's, he's annoying as shit in any home. I mean, he's annoying as fucking Manhattan. To me, to me he is. I watch him on screen, and I find him to be just an annoying pest. Everybody needs, more Sherman need more, Hemsley. everybody needs more Sherman Hemsley in their life. We have the title of this week's episode. Welcome in. Is it safe pod? <laughs> this week, it's three of us again. We're missing one member of the cast, but we got Scott back. Welcome back, Scott, from Mexico. Hey. Good to have Salud. you here. Salud, gentlemen. Salud, mi amigos. Yeah, I don't have a drink. <laughs> I need my water. But why don't you uh, give, us, give us one uh, takeaway from your trip to Mexico? Or a couple. I mean, you don't have to pick. Yeah, man. Shit. Where the hell do I start? I mean, uh, it's a it's a it's a unique pleasure and joy. This is only the second time I've taken a trip to a place where I, you know, English wasn't the language, and it's it's kind of awesome. It's humbling. It's frightening. Uh, I'm on my goddamn English to Spanish and Spanish to English translation on Google. Like, okay, how do I, you know, like, I'm like, if I'm going to actually type in, like, where do I pay for parking? I may as well actually, you know, copy the whole, like, the tense and everything and actually get it right. And then the thing is, when you get a question back, you're like, no, no hablas, man, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing. They don't. They yeah, don't like I just, you. I had the, I had the wherewithal and the fortitude to go on to my phone and actually get, a, you know, semi-accurate uh, pronunciation. But I can't follow up. I can't go two or three rounds with you. At a point, I have to be like, what? context uh, clues. <laughs> wait a minute. So. I had people ask me questions about the difficulties with travel. So you didn't have any restrictions coming back? Because we'd heard some things about oh, coming yeah, back travel. to Mexico and stuff. Mm. Like they were oh, closing sure. shit down. Oh, the travel was, yeah, that was one, that was 5% of the whole experience, which sucked. And going there was fine. You know, getting there is pretty much fine. It was flawless. But coming back was, it literally was a joke. We landed. Oh. Yep. It was almost, it, it was, I almost felt like we were in punked. Got off the plane. Yeah. And that's a whole nother story, too, we can get into later about uh, anti maskers on the plane. But, uh, oh. 
Oh, it's right. like a nice. you know you're in you're in seven different lines to come back from a foreign country, which not you know I tried to keep in perspective the whole time that I'm you know I'm very privileged and spoiled to be able to travel. I'm unemployed. I'm I'm a part of what I call the class of the unemployed elite. I'm like a <laughs> comfortably middle class guy right now without a job that can travel. <laughs> so to bitch about the traveling or the airfare it sounds kind of trite, but yeah, coming back it was a fucking nightmare. If, I need but I need a job. I'm in desperate need, so I wish I could be yeah. like you. Man, I'm jealous. Well, I'm good. I'm good with my money, and and to take a trip and to know someone there that has a place we can stay only ends up costing, you know, less yeah. than a thousand dollars all in, which for a week long trip seems great. That's fantastic. That one is long gone. <laughs> we missed so, you. It's good. To oh have well, you I, I missed. I missed you too. Yeah. Kudos to me for traveling. It was great. The food was great. The people were great. Not being able to speak the native language was awesome. It's hot. <laughs> it's fucking. Actually, you know what? Actually, I got a time and the greatest thing was like time and space don't cohere. Like, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to the American mind. Like, yeah, they worked their ass off. They got an economy. They have a way of life. But the heat and like time and we they don't have the rigid you know, structure of the American life. Like it's 3.30 and we got to do this in 15 minutes and this person's okay, 10 minutes that. late and this person's five minutes early. Hmm. It's like, dude, waiting for a check at a restaurant, you could sit there for like three hours. They wouldn't, they'd be like, oh, they're just chilling. Everything's fine. And to the American <laughs> mind, it's like, mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck? I'm used to just some inherent level of anxiety like at every... Yeah, the process. <laughs> <laughs> Inherent level anxiety. That's yeah. I think I think you nailed it. Really. I mean, there's there's such difference there. I mean, that, that, Daisy. That has a lot to do with like the the approach to like the service world. You know, if you're just sitting there as a consumer, yeah, it's going to create anxiety if you're in the U.S. I, I know it, it. I'm sure it's. I, I'm sure it's a the same across the board, but the, it it's is weird to be at a place where you feel like you don't need to leave. You feel like you Wrong. belong when you're here, your family. <laughs> well, there certainly was uh, implied, you know, you're, you're the fucking gringo. I mean, yeah. I flew what? Sitting I, on I, ass? <laughs> I flew <laughs> in Cancun, but we, we didn't spend any time in Cancun. We were mostly in Merida, which is the capital of Yucatan four hours from Cancun. But so yeah, if you're not in Cancun at like the club that we all went to in 98 or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know, you're looked at. You're you're the fucking gringo. You're the only what t- fucking 6 foot 3 white guy trying to order, you know, uh papas fritas? Yeah, or some shit. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> Yeah, you're unusually tall though for a gringo, so uh, you're still yeah. tall it, by gringo standards. You're still a tall man. I know. Oh, and my true. gringo and my gringo buddy down there is, you know, I think even taller than I am. So don't be that guy. Oh, really? Did you guys get involved in a uh, uh, game of basketball while you were there? I mean, you should have you should have gone out and found a playground and just no. fucking just dunked on people. 
No, but they I use know. they use eight foot they use eight foot rims there. Is what I remember. I did get this uh, Leones the Yucatan hat. The the oh Mexican, hell yes Mexican league. Yeah, it's got the snapback. It's all fucked. I don't know if you can see the stitching's all jacked up. I bought it in some yeah. what essentially is a you know Gibraltar Trade Center of of Merida for like five bucks, and it's it's cool. It's cool snapback. What we're what we're saying is their their slave labor is not nearly as good as uh, American slave labor. When you know, oh. it depends. It depends on who made that hat. No, that's who the company is. I know it this is America, it, Jack. It is. It is kind of. It is kind of charming that it's off a little bit. I didn't play basketball, but I played also baseball. Also, cool logo. I like the logo. The, uh, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. I haven't been anywhere in a long time, but last time I went somewhere, 2015, I went to the Dominican Republic and I played baseball with these kids. It was awesome, and I uh, I threw hmm. somebody out. I I was really impressed myself because I was really hungover and. Uh, friend of mine, Scott Muldoon, hit a triple to the left field wall. And I had to run all the way out there and get it. And he was running all the way home for an inside-the-park home run. And I made a great throw, but apparently uh, I didn't get him in time. And he hit an inside-the-park really? home run. You, got, you knocked out Scott Muldoon at the at home plate? Well, you know what happened? It, I, I didn't get him. Apparently, I did not. <laughs> you People did were not impressed. get him. I thought you said I you thought, yeah. I realized I did not as I started telling the story. Uh, I spoke incorrectly. <laughs> but people were impressed by my throw, which made me feel good. But then somebody in the party started to get upset because we bought the kids like Gatorades and some shit at the store. And they're like, well, what are we doing here? We're trying to be the elite whites, trying to save these people. They were trying to make this argument. Of, I'm like, why, why, uh, why would it be bad for us to just we played ball with these guys. We bought them some drinks and some food that was at the store. Is that bad because we're white people? No, it shouldn't ah. be. You can't help the fact that you're a fucking white person. I uh, didn't create sorry. the colony. You can't change I that. Yeah. But what you can't like maybe you can get some Gatorades for some kids. Uh that's a bad thing. He was trying to say it was like propagating or continuing forward. Uh, this. Are you talking? Wait, uh, are you talking about somebody that was with you or somebody, yeah, somebody that was, was with us? Uh, somebody oh that was gosh! With us. Oh, yeah. that's just even worse. What a he was from New York. Uh, don't be surprised. He was sure. from New York. Oh, no way! It's, yeah, this guy's a major hipster, and but like a knowledgeable guy. But you know, you know the type. Trust me, I'm sure you all it's do. Not Marin, is it? Wasn't married. No, you don't know this guy. I never met him until I went on the trip. It was like a trip of nine of us. I was going to say that wouldn't sound right, but yeah. Yeah, he was a New Yorker. Yeah, fucking dickhead. You know what? This is out of anything. It's like if you're a white dude, you're like, nothing's authentic. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't even have an authentic conversation with someone who's three shades, you know, darker than you because they're coming across as, you know, there's some angle, there's some, there's some spin to it. Well, God, God, no forbid, fun. God forbid you've got, you know, cash in your wallet and you give a $20 bill to to somebody who's looking for it on the street. I mean, fucking God forbid you do that. What, what, yeah, people are like, you know, I don't give my okay, money I get to it. bums yeah. or homeless I, people because I'm not going to perpetuate their illness. I'm like, This is what I'm saying. The fuck. Yes. You do everything you <laughs> want with your money. They're Like, they're not going to stop anyway, so you might as well just help them out because they're going to keep asking everyone and they're going to be sick still. So fuck it. But. I was really proud of the moment because these kids were like 12 and we're adults. We we're like 30 something. <laughs> and, they, and they were just so cool, man. They were like really friendly to us and we interacted with them. They they spoke mostly. It was a mix. They spoke Spanish and uh, I think a couple of them might have been Haitian um, because we were right. I met a few Haitian people and learned all about this like negative vibe. My Haitians have just been shit on in the Dominican Republic. Anybody with Haitian background or basically who you know looked black 
There was a lot mm-hmm. of negativity. It was amazing to find out the levels of racism and bigotry and discrimination that just kind of topple on top of each other from the white guys showing up to dominate one type of people to then the next people dominating or not or not dominating, but being cruel towards the next level. It just keeps on going downhill. It's it's awful. Oh, well, yeah. you're in a you're in a time warp. You know, you're you're showing up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're showing yeah. up. You're showing up you're now right. talk, talking about it as if it's a present day thing. Like your arrival is a present day thing. Your arrival is not a present day thing. Your arrival happened 500 years ago. That is that is what is has created this the colonial uh, you know stratosphere. Yeah. I well, that. I think in, in the most generalized way to put it is people are sort of uh you know afraid of other otherness and whether it's you know white people and racism coming from us or the other way around like other other has many you know many levels i mean like language like to bring it back i mean you know i did my my do white educated guy diligence and was reading was reading some you know uh, literature of mexico and the borderlands and shit when i'm down there and it's even like you know within the within the spanish-speaking community in mexico it's like you can speak one of 10 different languages and within that people can tell where you're from and you get discriminated against if you're too chicano or if you're too Indian Mexican, or if you're too old world Spanish speaking, it's like, oh, you say this word with that. It's way too many cooks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're you're right about that. But you know what? I don't want to ruin the party. I just want to remember that we had a great time on that diamond, and the kids had fun. We had fun. We played with them for like two hours. And I just had a great time. And I'm going to take that. And they good got a time bunch of Gatorades, man. And you bought awesome. Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, we bought them a new baseball, too. They were really, peop- the guy was super pissed about that. He's like, I cannot believe you bought a new baseball for these. Dude, people. who the fuck is this guy? I need to know exactly who this person is because I need to, and a I need to like, find him. What an asshole. That was you from left. <laughs> yeah, that was- there it comes. <laughs> that was the Ryan. That was the Ryan. Not to change the subject. That was the 2019 game 103. I was in California. Ryan oh, 2009. Rayburn. 2009. Yeah, against the Ryan Rayburn. Oh my God. Ryan Rayburn a- from a left throwing out the Twins batter, trying to get home, threw him out like in the fucking bottom of the tenth or eleven. The one where Brandon Inge got hit, but they didn't call it. His jersey, right? He got hit. Right. And it, it hit his jersey. So. Yep. That was game. That was Luke, literally jersey yeah, we, body. Jersey actually, is body. Yeah, Luke, you guys went out to the bar then. I remember that night specifically for some reason. Uh, you guys, <laughs> I, you guys, I do too. This, this is very like. Clear. You went to the bar with like Jamie and those guys. I was staying home because I was like working on homework stuff because I was working on my teaching stuff and uh, I watched it mostly at the Berkeley house. But you guys had gone out to the bar, so I remember when you came back later and we were all talking about it, it was a. If uh, I'm not mistaken, it was like a Heidelberg night. It was like I'm a sure. Boot night. I'm sure you guys. Yeah. I don't yeah, know where drank, you guys went technically. I didn't go. Drank so. a boot of beer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Game 163. Yeah. Great call, man. Game 163. I know. Was I, I was in. I was in South Lake Tahoe, California. <laughs> fucking bar. <laughs> wow. Tahoe look as beautiful as it looks on movies. It looks so gorgeous in movies. Oh, the water is pretty. Oh, it's pretty trippy to to look at Tahoe. Like we worked up on. I, I worked two times in Tahoe. Uh, just cutting trail, like cutting the. Nice. I cut part of like I can pat myself on the back. I cut part of the Pacific Crest Trail around the Tele Tahoe. 
but I did. I don't know whether it was fucking 10 feet or 50 feet, whatever the hell it was. Don't but you look at it. I was that guy. Like, look, at, <laughs> look at how beautiful Lake Tahoe is. It's actually all that in a bag of chips. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's amazing. Dude. So cool. I, I saw Lake Tahoe in Smoking Aces a couple weeks ago, and it looks so good in the movie. I'm like, does it really look like that? Because I've never been, but I don't know. Yeah. Are you certain it was even shot there? I mean, you know, sometimes some of it hit well. Some of it, trust me, Luke, I am not a fool when it comes to that shit. <laughs> I, know I take you're that not. shit I know very you're not. seriously. I get it. Like, I, well, like, okay, my like, uh, what was I watching? I watched Superman Returns over the weekend, the uh, which was totally oh, shit on. Brian Singer's uh, Brian oh, Singer's singer. effort yeah, to. Yeah, yeah bring back the Superman like it was actually I loved it back in the day but that's not the point the point being is they're on a boat and they're shooting off this rocket and you can, they're supposed to be on a yacht in the middle of the ocean you can clearly tell they're on a soundstage and it's too bright the sun's not even that yeah, bright like, for how bright like it Truman is show. And, it's like a Truman show style fucking bucket of water giant yeah. ass bucket of water yeah yeah so point B is I'm not going to be taken for a fool but in Smoking Aces it's a shootout at these hotels in Lake Tahoe, and it based on the camera work and how things look, it looks like it could look that way, but I've never seen it with my own eyes, so that's why I'm asking. Scott, is it really because it looks so gorgeous as a view with it the mountains and the water? It really is. It's it's really all that. And by the way, that you know, that dude, isn't that so fucking unfortunate? We watch films and we can't most of the time, is it more times than not? We can't trust that that shit's like the location or what you're seeing is it's real. What is purported to be seen? It's like this is what this is. It's like, dude, we can't even we can't even film fucking movies in Detroit that are actually set in Detroit. What the hell makes people? What makes people mm -hmm. think they're actually seeing Lake Tahoe or anything that you're told you're being seen? Is that it? Why the fuck don't you? Just go there with a the camera. You're rich. Go there with a the camera. Get the shit. <laughs> that was the magic of movies, though, dude. Sound stages well, have been around for what? How 80 years? They've been around forever, right? This this reminds me. This is like this reminds me of um <clears throat> Herzog making Fitzgeraldo because <clears throat> he was they they tried to get him to make it on a uh sound in a studio setting and he said he said no and he wanted <laughs> to do it for real and you guys have seen Fitzgerald right have you both it's I've never seen it I have not <laughs> all right so Forever, uh, yeah. okay just the the basic you know just I've insane, seen Amen, the same fucking uh project of this movie is they drag a fucking boat over a, a over a hill from one side of the river to the other so if you just imagine a little peninsula the river kind of goes around it so it's like a u-shape it's a big u-turn in the river but it's a very treacherous river so you can't take the boat all the way down to the bottom and back up on the other side you have to take the boat apparently over the fucking uh over the fucking hill and one thing uh herzog talks about in his uh one of his autobiographies is that you know, he wants people to trust their eyes again. And anybody can, anybody can create a postcard. But what I'm looking for is, well, he's always talking about getting to the ecstatic truth, but what he's looking for is a way to get people to trust their eyes. And this was a concern he had in the freaking seventies. I mean, right now we're looking at deep fakes. This is so fucked up where we're at now. 
He was copping some Scientology shit maybe there. What you were talking about started to sound a little bit like... I I think Scientology uh, just graphs upon a lot of things very easily because it's it's a non-ideology and it's a non-religion and it's a a (gasps) non-thought. We have to purpose. I think it's just easy for it. I think it's easy for it to to be grafted onto other you know points of view. Yeah, for sure. We have to actually hold purposefully hold off on Scientology because that <laughs> is that is an episode like that. Yeah, man, go... will be pissed if he's not here for that episode. He would not be. Oh, hey, so oh man, that would be hilarious. Pissed. We hold talked on. about going clear, and he just got the copy. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, let me take this opportunity real quick from the bottom of my heart to express my dissatisfaction with both of you and Matt. Enjoy your vacation. Doing the episode last week that I feel like I was waiting six months to do. Like, we're going to geek out of Hold on, I got here. I got a list of just. Just was it Metallica? Were you upset about Metallica? Yeah. You weren't you weren't involved in that conversation. You're talking about vinyl records, all these bands. <laughs> you hate you hate Radiohead and Beck. Mike's talking Tortoise and all around. It's all around you. Cover art. Uh, we're talking Texas is the reason. We're talking Magical Hipsters. We're talking Kings yes. of Leon. Oh which, yeah. By the, by the way, I loved. Uh, that was another thing that I loved was uh, just the hipster music in the style of like the mariachi with in in espanol like we're sitting and we're like sitting there i'm eating bone marrow and shit (laughs) 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 and it's literally kings of leon sex on fire but mariachi it's like Yes, it's so in fuego. <laughs> Wait, this happens. This actually happens. Actually, you just fucking it? Yeah, you just no, dude, it. Actually happened. Actually, shit. rolled into a restaurant, sitting there with a thick bone of marrow, with like two seso and fuego on if the that, fucking. If that, uh, if that sex was in fuego, <laughs> then yeah, there's more than one bone that you were working through. So, so yeah, fuck? we'll wait on Scientology because you guys didn't wait on me last week, and, and I loved the episode. <laughs> we will not do that. But you know, Kings oh, of Leon. Luke's love always ready to talk Kings of Leon. So. Yeah, love oh, him. let's talk. Yeah, let's talk him. Uh, oh my God, here we go. I never, I never got into him. Really? That seems shocking. It seems like you would just be. Apparently, you were never. Uh, you never had unrequited love in 2012. Uh-huh. Or 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah, that's way. Yeah. You're going unrequited. Way well, I did love in 2009. This is the one. Yeah, I didn't have this, or I didn't have much Band of Horses drama either. Yo, Band of Horses. Yeah, that's Band the other of Horses one. is a great band. This is a great song. This is called they're Knocked good. Up. It's a, they're great fans. I just this, the association yeah. for me is so fucking weird. This was the t- uh, opening track off because of the too time. It came out in 2007. This is this 07. Is, this is 07. It's called song's called Knocked Up. This is the opening track. It's a really good jam. It's kind of like eight minutes long. But uh it's good. It's about, yeah, see, it's I like kinda, this. I didn't I didn't like them because I knew them and didn't like them. It was just a band that, you know, went over me. Went by me. Oh, it kind of gave me like a trail of dead vibe. Not in a bad way, but you know. They're, they're they've got a more <laughs> <laughs> I have a they're they're very they're very produced, they're very clean and all that, you know, but there's kind well, of a 
Yeah, I don't know. They used to be called alt. They used to be called alt country in a way. That's what they started out as, but they became mm-hmm. just more alt country. Yeah, because you know that might be a misnomer anyway. <laughs> just just that's a hey. That's just another subgenre. You're gonna have to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Well, just Ooh, because I'm they're gonna, from Tennessee, <laughs> it doesn't mean Dude, they I'm have to have, be alt country. I'm gonna have one of those fucking uh, like just pegboards with pins in it and strings just to understand music. This is the segment of the show where we give Luke a subgenre. <laughs> yeah, Jangle Pop. Jangle Pop has its roots in all country. But to be that? fair, Luke, these are, some of these are sub sub. You know, they're too good. God in heaven! What is the third level called? Once it gets sub sub, it's got to be something else. It can't be then it's sub, post. Sub, then it's sub. like post something. Post. Like- Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was amazed that fantastic. Uh, I was amazed that Matt didn't know Band of Horses at all. That shocked me because that's like you know, that's shocking. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. real he's a real nerd, and you know what? I'm glad he's not here right now because this is ridiculous. Yeah, fuck that guy. I know that guy. He's, he's just hanging Matthew. out in a, in a purple <laughs> state somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I would rather. Uh, you know, Everybody's no, in a purple uh, state, turgid state. Hard state, <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that. Oh, I don't know, purple. I, uh... Oh but, yeah, but what I, about, uh... I, I was immediately thinking of Varsity Blues. <laughs> oh, the purple-headed monster, purple-headed yogurt slinger. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, what did you think, Scott? Though of Luke saying that he just flat out doesn't like Radiohead, that had to surprise you. Uh it doesn't. You know, you. I, I think it was like. You might have said, Mike, oh, well, this is, I'm interested. This is a fresh take. It's actually kind of, <laughs> it's an old, it's a take as old as Radiohead. It's like, wow. <laughs> Good. Well, no, hold you. on. Not Here, hold on. No, no. It's Tribe a has take. spoken. Wait a minute. Well, you are alone. <laughs> it's a take. It's a take as old as Kid A. Let's, let's say that. And at that point, I think. Is that another subgenre? Radio, Radiohead. It's an be- album title, Luke. Jesus Radio Christ. Radiohead became okay. So with the radio Luke, the Radiohead record that came out in two thousand, this one, this is where this is what separated the Radiohead nuts from those who just thought they were talking to fucking space aliens, <laughs> and it's understandable. And I know you made a you you made an observation that wasn't completely off base. You're like, is this something that people have to know how to play music to appreciate or something? Not exactly, but mm. there is something inherently maybe annoying about Radiohead to people who, you know, if you're not like putting out, strapping on the headphones and melting out to it, you're like, okay, yeah, I just absolutely don't get it. It's it's engaged listening at the end of a decade that like by the end of the 90s, dude, music was fucking dead as a doornail. Like it was... Yeah. Going down the shitter really well, quickly. Mainstream wise, oh, yeah, yeah, mainstream. mainstream. These guys and, and Radiohead was mainstream. Yeah. Like every Radiohead record is basically mainstream. I mean, from Creep you know many- on the oh, first yeah. record, they've been in the public consciousness for now for thirty years. Radiohead's been a band for over thirty years now, and they basically. still suck balls. And I love them, and they're one of my favorite bands. But yeah. I would never. Shit. I would never. I, when people say I hate Radiohead, I totally understand it. I would never be like, "Oh, you just don't understand it." Like, I actually have 
I, I get it. Um, I, I can actually understand how this sounds like nails on a fucking chalkboard or something. Thank you. Yeah. And oh my yeah. god. It's cult, dude. It's culty. It's it's culty weirdness. But yeah. Well, this is where they lost some people. They went off the rails on this one for some people. I, but I love culty weirdness when it comes to film or something. You know, I mean, there, there's a, there just happens to be for me uh, when it comes to music, some form of uh, libidinal, adrenal response or something to music. I like. I have always. Mike knows this about me. I have always liked very uh, hard driving music. It just is. It's part of my fucking DNA in a way. I cannot, no matter what fucking song it is, listen to something this slow and ponderous. It makes my it's ponderous man. fucking. It makes my <laughs> it makes my brain seize up. Oh no! Yeah. I, I'm, this, I'm this moving sounds like too a, fast or something. I need. This sounds like a bad. Me. This is a bad mushroom trip for sure. This is and so let's demystify what a, the cult genre. As long as we're talking about cult, it's like sure. Just Please demystify. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to like everything that's considered cult. It's like you didn't like this cult. I didn't like this cult. Like punk. Okay, punk. Perfect cult. That I, I like bad religion. But you guys were Love talking this. misfits it's... or like Ramones. Like I don't belong to that cult. Like I don't understand that cult. But it's not that I don't have the capacity to understand why someone likes it. It's just like I don't fucking like it. Like. You know, you you had a good quote last week. I I forget. I have it written down somewhere. It's like wow. <laughs> no, really, I was breaking. I was breaking down every minute of last week's episode uh, because I wasn't on it. So I was like, I can, right. I can listen to this one. This one's safe to listen. To. That's why I tried to get it out as quick as I could. Just for I know the, the trip feeling. Home. I don't know if I did that in time. Or I know the feeling. Yeah, but it's like there's no accounting for taste or like this is just these are my predilections whatever yeah. you know fucking like everything that everybody likes like yeah i can <laughs> recognize own, it, own it man as, as own mine. your i, can, I yeah. can recognize it as as good i just i can't like it there's just something physical in me or whatever i just yeah, yeah it does not work it just doesn't work glandular. but music is a libidinal thing yeah glandular yeah it is a, <laughs> glandular. a libidinal glandular thing that you do you process like in an emotional and physical way and and punk rock does that for me but punk rock does that and it might seem too intense for a lot of people but for me that's level mm-hmm. if something is too slow i want to go crazy yeah it's the but equivalent of just being if like if you need to so understand odd. my brain it's like uh yeah no yeah patience. no it, it no is patience. odd it is odd is this yeah, uh, yeah. the first? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the first bit of? Let's go to therapy. You tell us your problem. Like I'll be your. We'll be your therapist. Oh man, <laughs> no, I. I <laughs> so we're I'm, talking about a I tempo not, uh, here. <laughs> pace of life. You have a you have a problem when pace of life uh, lacks. <laughs> pace of oh, art. I, pace of uh, pace. You're, you're, I think everybody should be in therapy, and I think uh, those are big reasons why. Why is I, Dave Horning FaceTiming me right now? No, don't do it. You guys it. still it's hear too me? Hard. It's too hard to do this. This is so random. Yeah. This is the we can still hear ever. you. We He's interrupted the music. You. you interrupted the music. How dare you? Keep plug him You're in right have now. To... He's, he's on stage right now. We can bring we can bring his ass back. I mean, we can bring him in at the end or something. I, I just don't know how to do that in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah. We could have done that, but it would have been against... His dead you know. Kennedys? Oh, yeah. This is... 
I mean, we're talking uh, punk. Dead Kennedys. That's you know, that's gross punk. That's some of the real punk. Shit. Yeah, real. The real punk. Not that California new school skate punk. I know. I, yeah, and I don't like. I, I I have to admit it. I don't like real punk. You mentioned like something about uh, John Scott. You were talking the about more authentic uh, the punk. The the less I like it. Really? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with kind, you on that kind too, of though. yeah like kind of. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that too. But also, you mentioned something about uh, cults, cults of cults of bands, cults of subgenres of music or whatever. Oh, cults. And yeah, I think a lot, a lot of. So normally, somebody will tell you, "I hate Radiohead because they're they're used to some group of people that they don't like that likes Radiohead," and that happens a lot with punk rock too. You don't like the punks, so you don't like punk rock. Something external. Definitely. And something totally external from the music itself. When it comes to something like Radiohead, it is a visceral hatred. I cannot fucking stand it. But, <laughs> oh, dude. I, but I totally it, it's, it is, it's just, it's, I can't, I can't solve it either. There's no getting around it. I'm not trying, I'm you know definitely what? not it, going yeah. to work on it. I am it, not no, working on that. Shit. I work on a it lot of things, matter. but not that. Fuck it. That, yes. Yeah. Who gives a rat? No, Rockets. man, dump it. We need to, we need to dump things quicker. We need to dump music. We need to dump our oh, yes. girlfriends and boyfriends. We Boy, need to get divorced quicker. We yes. need to say we need to be clear the to lanes, say, baby. I don't clear like the that. Lanes. Find a clear it line. out. If you don't no. like it, get to your objective as quickly as possible. You know what? If you think that the vaccine, uh, whatever, if you whatever politically just get there immediately so we know where you stand so like at least we don't have to talk about <laughs> your journey yeah it's like oh i'm on this journey it's like no just fucking get there journey. own it and then we can talk about where the fuck you're at it's like yeah i don't believe that awesome thanks for telling me that now we can just skip past uh, years of you trying to find yourself just fucking own it you don't like a radiohead I voted right. for Trump, and you're—you know—you <laughs> don't like uh, fucking whatever red meat. Just yeah. choose it and do it. <laughs> and that's the final verdict. There it is. You don't know really grind Scott's gears. There it is. The final verdict is uh, get there. Definitely a. a Voting for that as a segment on the show. Final <laughs> verdict. I, I think I, I like I'm that. I'm all one. for it. I yeah. love that. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah you said, I, no, you I, had a, word, yeah. I had a complicated uh, discussion with my neighbor. Well, it wasn't complicated discussion uh, necessarily. I just, he left me with nothing to say. I was out there mowing my lawn. He was mowing his lawn. And I was like, How you doing, neighbor? He was like, How you doing? And I was like, Hey, you get your vaccination yet? And. <laughs> And he was Whoops. like, he was like, hell no. I was like, oh, God. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, he goes, I got my reasons. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Auto he just defense. immediately said, I got jumping, my reasons. Jumping right into the defense. <laughs> oh, man. man he, le he left me with nothing to say. I had nothing I, to say after that. What, I really admire that. I go, I'm I not admire here to that, judge. I'm cutting my grass. I admire that phenomenon, holding an opinion so steadfastly, but feeling like you have to apologize. <laughs> for it. Like, like having the capacity to 
feel uh, that you have to qualify man. what you believe. Like before, like before, there's, there's any anybody is even like explicated what yeah. they're talking about. And you know, I got my reasons. Yeah. Uh, no, what are you I talking about? You, oh, the vaccine. Was, I asked you a yes or no question. We didn't have to like. <laughs> We have to skip three steps where we're like <laughs> that conversation could have gone in reverse and it would have been the exact same. If At he just told now, me, I just if he just told me out of nowhere, I got my reasons. I would have known what he's talking about. My friend, I didn't even need the first part of the conversation. My friend and I were talking about this, and he said something funny. We we're like, "Oh, fucking Andy Vax is fucking fuck them, blah blah blah." Uh-oh. But he's like, you know, he writes comedy, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I came up with something." It's basically like from the perspective of an anti-vaxer, you know, who is like anticipating fielding all of this judgment from you know everybody who got vaccinated, yeah. and all you have to say is, "Yeah, my body, my choice." <laughs> it's, ah. kind of, it's kind of like there you go yeah, just say dude yeah. if you're an anti-vaxxer if you're not getting it for whatever reason don't even feel like you have to explain yourself be like yeah it's my arm it's my choice fuck off let's uh talk about those tigers you know what's uh fucked up though i want to make this point because i it's easy to joke about and i'm all for the jokes they're fantastic i really Def- am <laughs> but there are reasonable people there are reasonable people good people like not evil people who are being deceived and exploited and basically put in awful situations because of the world we live in with the knowledge uh, information machines and the way people absorb it today. It people really believe things that they think are true. And I know we've covered this. this is not, it's not like I'm giving yeah. you guys a revelation at all here. But No, I love talking about it, though. What do we do? I mean, really, we know what we're talking about. Like, what the hell do we do? Because the more attention you give to someone and the more you try to explain something that is seemingly factual to somebody, the more, you know, indignant they become and the more steadfast they cling to exactly the opposite of what you're trying to tell them is then it just becomes a fucking match. It just becomes a match of like who can out, you know, stubborn one another. Yeah. We're talking about people who love each other. We're talking about family members. We're talking about non-romantic love. We're talking about people Mm -hmm. who care about one another and they're having these engagements that you just described where they trench in, they dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, what do you, I mean, it sounds awful. It just sounds like the worst. So, I feel very yeah. fortunate. I don't have that right now. I mean, yeah, a lot of people do. So, so flying back there, you know, there's someone annoying on the airplane. It's like drunk people from Florida or from, you know, we're all flying <laughs> to like, Detroit. It's like drunk, so it's flying like, to Vegas. Everyone, it's, it's like, like everyone's flying to Vegas. There's that drunk. Family. You know? It's you know, it's a family. <laughs> it's like a family of 40 year old women and this dude and then their mom who's like 80 or whatever. And they're all fucking wasted. And they're all loud. The whole flight, three hours of the fucking flight. They're just <laughs> cackling like hens the whole fucking time. Was it full, by the way? Annoying as shit. Uh... Uh, both flights there and back, all four flights that I took were like 80% full. There were, there were spaces. So okay. then we, we land, you know, and then okay, obviously she has to launch into, cause she got like reprimanded for not wearing her mask the entire time. Or like she went to the bathroom. It was just fucking, blah, blah, you know, obviously like just living her best. 
And she's like, how old are we talking here? Uh, these Ballpark. women are like 45. Okay. Yep, they're they're like you know if you were to guess the way you said that sounded almost sexist, but not really, kind of. (laughs) These women were (laughs) forty-five. You know, if you were to take a straw poll, like, hey, where do you think these women are from? How old do you think these women are? You'd be like, oh, they're forty. You're not allowed to guess a woman's age. It's they're from. It's it's, they were forty-six-year-old women uh, from from Taylor. Mm-hmm. Or oh, war, or I saw their IDs. I saw, yep. I saw every single Warren, ID. They Taylor were all 46 years old. You know these women. Yeah. I know exactly. What so it's mean. not good enough that you're loud as fuck for three hours. Then you get up and you, as we're all standing up, like, when the fuck can we get off? the plane it's like i can i can get ripper you know i'll get yelled at for anything but not a fucking mask the flu came out in 1914 oh. and this is the same thing as the flu and this and no one's talking no one's talking this woman uh, uh, literally she's in outer space what? now she's like the flu was invented in 1914 and this is the same thing and i'm not oh, have to wear God. a mask and these people are still and finally like after five minutes when people are starting to like this one dude next to me is like, oh, yeah, did you know hypothermia isn't real? It's just a fucking condition <laughs> caught on by being in the water too long. Uh, people don't act the shit. Finally, like, boyfriend or husband comes in. And he's just like, yeah, we, we all believe you. It's just let's get off the plane and let's take it easy. And we got five minutes here. And she's like, why? Why? Because I'm trying to talk educatedly about this. Oh, actually <laughs> use the word. Up. What is going actually on in use this country? the word educatedly. Not to be judgmental, but you said educatedly after annoying everyone. Well, what what's the actual word? Edu- educated, additionally. I, I don't actually know what the word is. Uh, educated, additionally. Ed- For my final edu- act, educationally. educationally. Dude, I hate to sound like self righteous, which is exactly how I sound. But woman. No, 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 no. She's a fucking idiot, and well, you are not. But hey, I think we're at the point here with this shit where it's like, you know what? You're right. Just go back. We're to not it. correcting. We're not correcting grammar to save. Go home. Yeah, go I, home. I get it. <laughs> it's a cost. It's a cost benefit analysis, and it's yeah, always yeah. checking out against you. The energy expense. You know, I was five seconds away from being like, <laughs> she said educatedly, like in a way that everyone can hear. But I'm like. I'd rather just get off the plane. This is way too much. Energy. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> what do you want to do? Start a, start a fight with somebody from Taylor? Kind, you know what? You know what? Oh, no. Kind of. I kind of wanted to fucking punch her right in the grill. You don't want to be fight. like I... one fucking time. I'm going to jail for 90 days just to fucking say that I did. That thought crosses your mind where you're like, maybe this is the time I just fucking shove somebody. Dude, you can't scrap like that. I mean, these are people that just uh, they see they just see white and they just they just fucking go ballistic. I mean, they're the the instincts for somebody like that. It sounds like she's looking for an argument or a fight. She's looking for somebody to say, uh, she's looking for someone to correct her, which means she is teeing this up. She's teeing it up. Well, she's ready to fight. I don't know. If or all of that. You that's that's a stretch. Not to interrupt. To assume that a person like that is even evolved enough of mind and spirit to be like, I want to be challenged. I think it's just a one way out. It's like taking a dump. Oh no, it's she's not like looking to be challenged. One way she's out. Not looking to. She's not looking to convert herself. She's looking or figure what, what, out. I, a I different, forget how you said uh, it. She's waiting for someone to 
bring a counterpoint or something. I don't know. If yeah, she's, she's she's just looking. She's just looking to fucking start yelling at someone. That's all it wow. is. She's just looking to yell. She's not looking for so knowledge fat. or anything. Is cool, but that would be the same. That would be the same thing for anybody in that situation. I mean, I've been there in like the lower points of my life where I'm like fucking pissed off about something and I say something uh, that I know other people around me can hear uh, just to get a response. And it's not my proudest moment, but it does happen. And when it comes to this fucking mask thing, and but it comes from a place, everybody knows that it's easy to easy to fucking own the libs. By just saying like, "Oh, I'm not wearing my fucking mask," who's gonna say something? That's basically we're off, all the, we're off the conversation though. Here we've lost yeah. our way. Yeah, 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 yeah. we have lost, lost our way. way. Where yeah. were we? We're, we're, we're so the far. Fuck yeah. Were we, Mike? You're the only the, one that knows it, where the hell we were. It, yeah, keep it's us not together, about owning buddy. the lives. The point was about what do you do with the loved one that you care for, but you find yourself. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Yeah, that, in that, yeah. like. They they are an anti-vaxxer or whatever. They're they, or they believe all the shit that they read in Breitbart or wherever the hell someone gets their information and they're telling you constantly, don't get the vaccine and I don't want you to get the vaccine. If they someone who loves you and you love them, whether it's a brother or sister. I'm just saying, I, I'm giving you examples. I've literally talked to people who've had this experience with family members. So it does happen. So I'm just asking you guys, because I don't I didn't have a good answer. I'm like, you know, you just have to you have to okay. do what's best for you. Uh, I don't know. No. It's really, it's complicated. I've got an, a- I've got an answer, a real quick com- answer. You yeah. decide how much energy you have and you decide how much you love this person <laughs> and you decide how important it is, which yeah. is important. Hey, uh, how, uh, yeah. Uh, how much do I love you? you? How much energy do I have and how important Shove is them this? off. And See you, you know, you know, you sit down and you listen. And you let them say to you, like I did with people in my life that were told me QAnon is love. Right. And say, how much energy do I have? And I actually had. (laughs) No, no, really. There's not enough energy in the universe to fucking reverse course on that. So I decided that I had about 12 hours or 15 hours (laughs) of energy to listen to this. Wow. So it's a very finite amount, but I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't say at 15 hours, I'm going to be done with this. Holy I was just shit. like, okay, I'm tolerating this. I'm tolerating, 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 listening, so not. talking back. Yeah. So to answer your question, Mike, in a long circuitous way. Okay. Uh, this is my dad. I love my dad. I feel bad for my dad. I think my dad's falling off the deep end. Dad, what do you think? Well, I think blah, 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 and then it's talking point A, B, C, and D. Okay, t- let's go through those. Or tell me about tell me about the stolen election, and then just let it wash <laughs> over you for fucking thirty minutes, and then say, yeah. okay, well, this, you know, and have your points and like very kind of in a loving but sort of like cold-hearted very regimented way just say this is like debate it's like debate school it's like don't get upset just almost treat what you're hearing from your loved one or anyone though you're going to give your loved one more time and energy like it's a side of a debate and then just say i hear what you're saying here's the counter information you know what do you say to that and they say Wah! and then maybe <laughs> usually it only takes about five minutes for someone to be like well you're just a libtard or you're just a republican uh-huh. you have to avoid that that's the only way you can make any progress is to avoid actually wanting to do what i just said i wanted to do which is punch someone in the fucking face <laughs> well you could you could also offer them a <laughs> 
Well, yeah. okay. The you can also, you can the, also the, head for the mountains of Bush. Bush. If you want to do a Oh, we need a drop. Tours. The banquet beer. <laughs> All I got is Coors right now. Sorry, guys. Bush is unavailable. Oops. Uh, but, you know, I don't know how you... There's no winning. I'm just trying to figure out what it would be like. And you, it's you not about winning. You have to make it's, a choice. It's about giving your loved ones... Uh, a little more space and elbow room than the average dipshit on a flight or the average person on social media yeah. or the okay. average coworker, or the average whatever you decide, you know, you don't know how much we don't, none of us know how much fucking energy we have specifically for this shit. Cause I get pissed sometimes after five minutes, but sometimes I can sit there and listen to it for an hour. And sometimes I have the capacity to actually like input those ideas and chew on them and then realize whatever and then come but back is it fair to question the long-term effects of a vaccine right now is it is that a fair question yes sure yeah it's fine well, sure but that's unless you that's, know that's, unless that, we have that's the, because uh, all yeah. questions are fair i mean you can ask any question <laughs> well yeah. i was basically i would speak be. i was basically are you kidding all questions all there. questions are are Almost logically valid. All questions I think are logically valid. Yeah, they uh, are. I'm not going to argue that. You can ask whatever the hell you want. If they're coming from a place of, you know, genuine, like I genuinely, even if someone's just knee jerking, like, oh, well, we don't know, you know, just to support my point, it's still something that you have to answer. It's, it doesn't matter from where, what source the question is coming from and how stupidly or emotionally or aggressively it's being phrased to you, you still should. Have, have an answer or you should be prepared to answer it. Or if you don't have the answer, say, well, you know what? I'm actually only as sure about the long-term effects of the COVID-19 vaccine as our health professionals. So I default to them. And what do they say? Well, let's look at this piece of paper. What do they say about the long-term effects of the COVID vaccine? Okay. This is the information we have. And that's all the fuck we have until we have more information. Thus the whole point of science yeah, like I just Google, <laughs> I just googled it. I just googled long term effects of COVID vaccine. I've never done that before. Just for the hell oh, great. What'd you come Guess up with? What? I actually don't fucking even know. What they are. Uh, the first thing yeah, that is comes it possible? Up is, uh, is it possible that the vaccine is the thing that actually fucking kills us all? <laughs> is that it? Is that the thing that does us in the goddamn vaccine? I like seven have, I years from now, seven years from now, just like the ring. You know, we all fucking. <laughs> I'll get visited by some fucking spirit and we just drop that in our backyard. <laughs> well, actually, guys, we have a debt that we need to pay. And I wanted to bring this up because oh we should have been paying attention. We owe our guy, Danny hey! Bennett, out there Danny in Alaska. <laughs> Danny. Oh, man. Danny has I'm written really not Danny. one, not one, but two emails. Guy. He's written us twice over the last three weeks and we've never responded. We are terrible Are you assholes. shitting us? I'm not I shitting can't. you guys. I thought you I were supposed yeah. to be following the email. I got to put Here this is, on I have someone. Text. I have gotta a text be on you. Gotta be on answer. you. Come on, there's four Mike. of us. Come on, Mike. That's come on, bullshit. Mike. You gotta. Nope. You gotta just. No, I'm not on. taking just the fall take on this take one. The burden. Take the fall. Take the fall. Come Anybody on. can read our email. We all have access. Take the fall. Take, take the fall. And and all I'll, right, fine. I'll, I'll take I'll the log fall. In. I'll log in. to Proton Mail or whatever the fuck. It's not. It's Gmail. I changed it. Remember, it's is it safepod at Gmail. That's right. We've had that forever. Okay, know, hey, that's my that's my bad too. I I'm texting with the man right here. He's sending me sorry, a, Danny. A Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers song live at the Forum, 1981. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to like close that. with that one. Got to close. And, uh, that shit. So, <laughs> April third. He All wrote right, us on so April third. This was a month ago. 
literally a month a ago, month Danny ago. wrote us. He says, gentlemen, exclamation point. I'm immeasurably honored by the shout out. This was the very first Danny Bennett shout out. And oh, subsequent, subsequent and the book like plug. Danny, we, I fucking fa- God, I failed I'm such you an the asshole. most, Danny. I failed the most. <laughs> No, no, no. We all failed. <laughs> no, it's okay. uh, We're reading it now. No. It's, he'll be happy. To, there it is. Okay. There it is. All right, all right. Let's, He's very yeah. grateful for the shout out and the subsequent book plug, uh, which was by Scott, right? And he has a couple of comments here. Number one, we do have God's honest, high quality speed internet here in Anchorage, which has also been confirmed <laughs> outside the email. And not That's to mention, so funny. <laughs> not no, one. No. Literally, Xfinity is really killing it out here. Uh, yeah, apparently. He just wants to make sure. Yeah, he doesn't want to be cut off. He doesn't no, want anybody no, no. from the cable company to hear that this is <laughs> that connections are real fucking dicey out there. Shocking, but not one, but two Costco's as well. Well, that's fascinating. <laughs> uh, secondly, I dig awesome. the I, I dig the pod. I dig the content and the chemistry. Well, thank you, Danny. I dig all the Metro Detroit references, and I most especially dig Matt's inclusion of Lapumas into the greatest Metro Detroit Coney Island conversation. So this was a month ago. Yeah. Danny says he grew up in Rochester, in parentheses. Now, thirdly, I want to hear you guys discuss White Boy, the Netflix doc about White Boy Rick from Detroit. I have no idea how or why I flipped it on the other day, but my first thought was how well it would work on the Is It Safe dialogue, in the Is It Safe dialogue. Thanks so much, dudes. I genuinely dig the content and look forward to the new episodes. Wow, thank you, Danny. That's fantastic. You want to you wanna know something? Uh, Danny, that's a, it's an interesting thing. You, you <laughs> actually know the guy, look at the Danny. cousin of the dude who wrote that movie and the dude who wrote that book. Uh, so there was a guy that wrote the book, the White Boy Rick book. You're talking about the McConaughey then, drama, the docudrama? Yeah, yeah. So the it started as a book, and the this fucking dude that I worked with at my last job about five years ago, uh, like an office job, you know, two guys in a cubicle. Uh, he was telling me one day that his cousin wrote this book about this guy named White Boy Rick, and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. He wrote a book. It was not a big deal, but then it got optioned. Then it ended up being a fucking screenplay and it became a fucking movie with Matthew McConaughey in it. I still have not seen the stupid movie no, or the, the movie. I, I'm not saying it's stupid. I just still haven't seen the movie, but it is stupid. It's pretty I bad. actually I know, the the guy, yeah. I know the guy who wrote the fucking book. Uh, I, you know, I friend of a friend, you know, his cousin, the movie. It's, sucks, it's weird. It's weird. I'm sure it did. It was disappointing. It was disappointing, but the drama, the documentary on Netflix, also a documentary though, that is supposed to be really good. Yeah, that's and what that's, I'm saying. The that's one what on he's Netflix. About. Yeah, that's what I want to see about. that. Yeah. I definitely want to see it. I have not seen it, so I have to I have uh, abstain. And the movie was filmed in Cleveland, so also fuck that times too. Which, you know, it, oh come on. Cleveland, Detroit, same damn thing. You know I that. know. That's just sort of that's my that's my one Detroit or Oh, you're not gonna let it go. What, uh God, <laughs> it just sort of chaps my ass. Just fucking it's tell me where sh- it is. Come on, you I know, know, I know you I know. know what I'm saying is reasonable, but if you, I know. Hey, if this hey. is your thing, then that's <laughs> no, fine. Hey, it's not a hill. I'm not on top of that hill. I'm just, I've fought battles on that hill where it's like, uh, would it kill you? <laughs> would it have fucking killed you? I used to be massively into like, fuck Ohio, kill, you know, everything about Ohio sucks, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's not even that. No, it's just film it in Detroit if you're going to say it's Detroit. Like, at least have oh. like, 
Yeah. Oh no. No. Oh, it has nothing to do with. See, no, that was I, my I my shit. angle was Cleveland, Detroit. These are all the same oh, things. People, oh no, these Cleveland. Divides. Oh no, Cleveland's cooler than Detroit, and Columbus is cooler than Detroit, and Cincinnati's probably cooler than Detroit. So Ohio's fine. The Turnpike sort of blows, but oh no, it's not an Ohio Michigan thing. It's just okay. It's a. You filmed it in Cleveland, but you're like, it's Detroit. It's like, it's actually not. I mistook. I misunderstood. Now I understand okay. exactly what you're Good. saying. And yeah, I, I was, I, because I was like, oh man, I thought that was actually kind of like crappy to just say. It was. You know, we're going to, we're going to film here, but it's, you know, we're, Detroit gets used a lot, basically. That's <laughs> what I'm hey. saying. It's like, yes. we just get kind of, we kind of just, Road hard and put away wet, and then we don't show up in the IMDb credits. It's like, but we we fucked. We were fucking in that movie, but we didn't get a credit. That's well said. <laughs> so, yeah, that I was my care. dick yeah. in the movie. Nobody cares. <laughs> Mine. That no, so, actually, it wasn't my dick in the movie. But you said it was my dick, and you used my dick, and you, <laughs> uh, and you made it smaller for some reason. <laughs> Did you catch that on last week's show when I uh, mentioned my dick on the Facebook and Luke spit up his beer? You missed that. That was on the yeah, pod. Totally. Luke, Obviously, uh, didn't. See I got Luke mid drink. It was perfect video of that. But uh, yeah. I had to. I literally just sprayed down my keyboard and wipe it all down because there's just beer everywhere. That really happened. Yeah, yeah. you're just on Facebook. Let's let's unpack that. Let's go into that. <laughs> <Facebook> story. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't know if we even really got into the story. I take that. I story. Just, oh I no, left, it was like, just, oh no, that's a true story. My dick was on Facebook. Moving on, I was like, I want more. Yeah. As a listener, I wanted more of that content. <laughs> yeah, I snorted and fucking blue beer everywhere. Fucking tell us what the story is. Okay, I will. But uh, I got to read Danny's more recent email, which he emailed this afternoon. So this is from today. He told it says, me oh, shit. Yeah, so we're. Res I responded to both his emails, so we are officially caught up on the email, Good. Danny, just Thank letting God. you know. Uh, gentlemen, I suppose I'll continue emailing until my distant <laughs> Alaskan dispatches are received <laughs> in metropolitan <laughs> Detroit. Ah, we failed He's like, you, uh, I think, I think uh, he, must, he must assume it's being uh, sent by carrier pigeon. So he's yeah. like, oh, it's been a month. No. Uh, they'll, they'll, eventually, they'll eventually get the, uh, the fucking note dropped from the, the fucking the pigeon's, store. Uh, yeah, the the pigeon's Pony Express yeah. is rolling in the town. He's, yeah, he's waiting for Wiley Post with the mail. Where the hell is Wiley Post? Uh, he says, I'd like to suggest a power ranking Luke's not going to like this, but he's trying to help. I'd like to suggest a power ranking of the Radiohead albums. Sorry, oh, Luke. Sorry, Luke. He knows, in... he knows what he's doing. He he's saying sorry, doing. Luke, in parentheses. Yeah, he knows what's up. <laughs> he says, I'm just kidding, but I almost drove my car off the road when I heard that tape. <laughs> it took Driving me a minute. In, yeah. Driving in Alaska yeah, it, is presumably dangerous, so you shouldn't be saying shit anti-radio. Yeah, it's, it's, talk about yeah, doubling exactly. down on the danger. Good lord! It's also it's also funny that we've had, I've had to double down on like the explanation, <laughs> you know, one one right. week after another because <laughs> it's just too perplexing for most people. <laughs> I just yeah, I can't explain part, it, man. Part it's three, just natural, yeah. dude. I got a peanut allergy. It's I got a fucking Radiohead allergy. That's all it is. <laughs> Well, he says, it took me a minute to get into Radiohead 2. Luke just needs a Gateway album. That's what he thinks. So, Which one? OK Computer. I'll give him a chance. Uh, it would, based no, on, it would have to be a I'll beat. do this. I'll, I will literally do yeah, this. Yeah, Mike, you look skeptical. It'll probably be the Benz. It's either the Benz or OK yeah, Computer. For I was Luke, thinking there's the no, Benz. There's no other. Honestly, I think Danny needs a pick or else it's not going to be fair. Yeah, Danny, why don't you pick one for Luke and let him give you a you know his response. Yeah, I will. An honest I will to goodness definitely response. give an honest 
It's a goodness response. Well, hold on. I will, I will sit with it. Because if you don't, if you don't like his vocals, like let's, we're, this is all just a waste of time. Like if you don't like his voice, which you probably don't, then this might all just. No, be I, mean, I don't think it was that. Just, I, I hate everything about here. him. I think, uh, I think he's uh, fucking the hog shit, and you know, it's probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I mean, I liked, I love the, I love the, uh, the soundtrack for There Will Be Blood. So I don't think the guy's terrible. I just, I cannot stand his. 90s oh, yeah. Greenwood, Greenwood. We don't need to keep going into it. We don't need to keep going into it. No, I mean, this yeah. is what Danny no, I, wants I to know. That... Danny's a loyal listener and he wants to know. This is what we do, Luke, when someone has a contrarian opinion. I mean, we I sit don't here and down. we listen I... and we listen to the opinion and we talk it through. And you know. All right. How about this? <laughs> oh, mix some metosis do... would be fine for Luke. I'm going to yeah. do a, a, I'm gonna do a, I'll do a best. I'll do a best. You guys give me seven. Yeah, give me seven courses and I'll <laughs> I'll go through all of them. Wow! I prom I promise you I I will. All I do is listen to music and podcasts all day long. So you want seven songs? This would be one. No, no, seven yeah. albums. Oh, you don't want that. you want seven albums. If somebody <laughs> tells not even you that good, it's not somebody tells it's not you that yeah, good. it's not even that it's, good. No. It's like two albums. You're like two you should listen to. Everything else is pretty much fucking ponderous. Uh, just navel gazing nonsense. Well, Which I Hail to the Thief. Hail to the Thief came out in 2003. This is from that. This song's called Mixomatosis, as uh, Scott pointed out. And if anybody Sterling. tells you that they know what it is without Googling it, they're fucking lying. Nobody I only knew know it, it today because I Googled it a while ago. Right. That's why I know uh, it. At the, at, the risk, at, at the risk of sending Danny off another road, I'm going to tell you this Muse is better. Woo! Huh. Okay. Well, Danny careening that. off a fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, we've got to finish Danny's. Uh, dear, Look, you owe him the effort. We'll see if he yes. pulls through. It's on loop now. Danny, you've expressed 100%. your point. I will do yes. that. No question. Uh, Danny's final point in the email is, my real suggestion is for everyone to pick their favorite album by some super prolific artist who has a ton of records i.e. Dylan, Bowie, Bruce Springsteen, Stones, etc. Love the content. Thank you! Exclamation point. Thank yeah, you, Danny. He's, he's doing a... I'm trying it's to hop on his music. Uh, he's doing trying to get a music pod together, which is really cool. It's just, oh, you know, nice. basic nice. questions. Here's your album. You pick your album that you love, and it's whatever, these seven or ten questions, and then you just kind of hash it out, which I like. That's true music nerd shit. Like, let's... <laughs> undress, undress an album and yeah, look the into this, the production I, 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 so and look into the beyond my knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a I'm an infant in this in this game here. But well, that's not true because he said a super prolific, like highly known and respected artist. So you could you could pull off that. Oh, I can pull one of those off. Yeah, I, yeah. I could probably do that. Well, what would you pick? Well, I mean, it depends what we're talking about here. He gave us examples of Dylan Bowie. Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, Rolling Stones. Um, we can pick one look, of those. He's looking for different ones, though, right? He's not looking for us to pick one it's, of those. He no, 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 no. It's whatever. Those. It's whatever. Whatever. Just our know, personal. Oh, you oh, your your personal, personal. favorite. Of personal favorite album the, of yeah. the people who've put. Dude, out, you could like, talk about hot water music, Luke. It could be your favorite hot yeah. water music record. And oh, you could say Pearl Jam. You know, Pearl Jam's put out twenty albums. You know, what's your favorite Pearl Jam album? Uh, no yeah, code sorry, but is, is my favorite Pearl Jam record. Yield, actually. actually I mean, Yield is legendary. underrated. 
Yield is underrated. Yield is underrated as shit. Probably my favorite, but uh, I actually enjoy yields uh, a lot. Yield really grew on me as I got older. It yeah, me much too. more enjoyable. No code. Like, Go back and get get some no code in your veins. Okay, no code. But, all right. Come on. But <laughs> as long as it's right. not binaural. Binaural, we used to make <laughs> fun of nonstop because oh, there's this band in high school that called themselves. Yep. They weren't even a band. Remember this, Luke? It was uh, Brad Erson and Bryn Gibbons. Yep. And like, oh, yes. they called themselves binaural, but they weren't even a band. It was so weird. It's so weird. Though they had a name, though. So that makes them a band. <laughs> right. They but then Project comes out with this album called binaural right around the same time and it just fucked yep. the album for and it was, everybody and it in was our a area. total yeah it was a complete coincidence that's the it funny was. part it was a the funniest part some fucking morons in our school decided to call their band <laughs> binaural it wasn't even a real band, though. Jam so came out of band oh god binaural yield came out our senior year of high school luke so that's i probably missed yield because i was too busy with punk stuff in 98 that's another reason I would say my senior year. I bought you. Okay. So I bought yield. I'll tell you this. Uh, Ch- Chad Williams and I, uh, oh, Chad, out shout of, out to Chad. snuck out of school to get the new Pearl Jam album, because back then you would have no songs released at all. So you wouldn't have any idea what was on the album. You had to just buy it. So we skipped it, went to, uh, distant tapes. Just Brighton. Distant tapes. Yeah. Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Chad and I went there at like nine in the morning because every Tuesday it was a Tuesday and, uh, yeah, we bought, we both sat, we didn't have to sit in line. It's not like there was a line, but you know, we did have to wait to get in. Uh, we did have to wait to get in. And then that dude, that the dude behind the counter there, man, he was the comic book guy from the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Nobody ever really talked about that, but he was the comic book guy from The Simpsons, and that's uh, why that guy exists. Yeah, he fucking ruled. Well, he was a dick, but like that's what made it cool. Yeah, so, but he had an opinion on everything, yeah. and he thought yeah. he knew it all. <laughs> but here's I love what it, I like. Man. Here's what I like about Yield is like it's different. It's very different from there's something. Then they just do nothing but. I don't. I I don't know. I I honestly don't like anything that they well, did after. Uh, it was after no code three or four years after this like everything they did was just live albums and it was all yeah after it's all fine it's all it's all fine but yeah yield was the last pearl jam cd i purchased definitely but also i i don't want to be one of these guys that thinks that somebody needs to constantly be producing uh you know groundbreaking music i i think that's an obnoxious person too I just think, okay, fine. They they found a pocket in their later years, and everything they've done since has been yeah. fine. It's, the, it's their but right it's to just not the thing that I was excited ah. about when I was younger. This might be one of the best Pearl Jam songs ever, and it's on no code. Hail Hail is a really good song. Oh, Hail Hail's the fucking this song fucking rips. What about Red Mosquito? You gotta Dude. get on this shit. Hail Hail, there's there's what about Lucan? What about Lucan? Hell yeah. Jay Scott's getting sorry, hard I'm here. Jack, I'm hard. I'm sorry. No Hail Hail is one of my all-time fucking favorites. So don't don't cut it off too short. It's a great song. Good. I no code. It would just went right over my head when it came out. Ninety six. I I didn't even. I just totally missed it. I that completely was the one that missed it. it. Came with uh, all the Polaroid pictures. It yeah. Was really cool. Like the packaging had really every like actual even, Yeah, the Weird. CD. Had, they, they were, were creepy actual, though. It was like they were they weird. were super weird. Like, yeah, it's like what is this? What there was no explanation. It was just both. 
Well, the cover art is just a ton of Polaroid pictures. Yes. And then inside this jacket, you got six or eight unique Polaroid pictures in every copy. And they were all different. Like, I remember my buddies bought the album and we all got different Polaroids. No shit. Huh. So they weren't, those weren't the same? No, dude. You would get any random combination of the awesome. Polaroids on the cover art. That's fucking awesome. Also, let's not forget, too, Pearl Jam. Uh, okay, regardless of everybody wants to call everybody a fucking sellout, uh, Pearl Jam was <gasps> one of the first fucking bands to say, the first big bands to say that. What the that hell's going on? Ticketmaster was fucking yeah. exploiting. Yeah. Ticket. Uh, they did. You know, and they, they stopped doing MTV videos. They started doing videos. They stopped they doing like them the right after 10. They cut and out MTV completely. And they fucking, they survived. Yeah. They survived, you know, with less scars than Metallica had on them after the whole Napster thing. Like That's true. Pearl Jam survived the the Ticketmaster stance, like, with way more grace than... Hear me, okay. <laughs> I just love doing that. I'll walk around and do that all day long. Spooky. But I still love you, Eddie. It can we be still love you. We love that you drink thousand dollar bottles of wine on stage every, every night. show. Yeah, me and Luke uh, is that, went with Jerry and drinking? Jamie. We saw him in 2013 in Pittsburgh. That's his bid is drinking like really expensive red on stage. Yeah, you saw it that night, Luke. He definitely had his bottle. Well, yeah, of wine. I didn't realize he was drinking like thousand dollar bottles of wine. I mean, I oh, think he's drinking nice, nice wine. <laughs> I, I bet the I bet it's more than a hundred dollars. I bet. Yeah, I would say triple. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, well, I guess if you're a millionaire, a hundred dollars is like this is the dumbest argument five, that's ever happened on the show. I'm calling it right now. Wine. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's not an argument. This is not an argument. No, I know it's all. not. We were all. debating it technically. Uh, yeah, we saw him in 2013. <laughs> not an argument. That was a great night. We saw him in Pittsburgh. We were on the. I, I never oh, sat there. Amazing. The that was side the worst view. We were right ever. next to them. Yeah, it was the weird. Seats were terrible. Yeah, we were on the uh, side of the stage in like an arena, like the NHL arena where they played. Uh, we were like, uh, we were up high, up yeah. high and to the right. If you're yeah. behind the stage, yeah. you're up high and to the right. Like it was yeah. just the, it was an awkward angle. So the sound but it was fucking cool. Also. I mean, we were actually not that far well, from I always the stage. Thought it, that, I, yeah, I, I always thought sound sucked to those shows anyways, but that's just me growing yeah. up in a different kind of setting of smaller, more intimate shows yeah. where I didn't go to big the, shows until um, I was older. Same he mark. brought a pitcher out. It was in Pittsburgh. He brought, uh, was it Mark? It wasn't Mark Mullinson, was it? I mean, who? Oh, he brought, uh, yeah, it was, he brought uh, a pitcher. It was Jason Grilly. It was Jason Grilly. He was a was Tiger. Jason Remember? <laughs> yeah. He was out on really? stage. Yes. Grilly. Oh, he Grilly. is a huge jam guy. Jam, jam Joe. He's Hold a on, jam what, Jason Grilly is a jam guy? Yeah. No, well, J- Pearl Jam. I know now I'm making things confusing. <laughs> yeah, but, you just, uh, I just lost tra- Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. That's what that means. Oh, Jason Grilly. Yeah, he was there. I forgot about that. That was cool. Shit, was when it, was though? he a Tiger? Like 2008? Uh, yeah, that was at the very end Ooh. of his career because that was 2013 with the Pirates and he was on his last leg, I think. Cause Dude, he was he with was, the Tigers though, like the year before. So it had yeah, to be like he was on the. He was either, I think he was on the team that went to the series in 2012 when we lost to the really? Giants. Shit, I, thought I think it was early. so, but I could be wrong. Could be earlier. At any rate, yeah, it might have been earlier Dude, than that. He, but. Was a, he was a very like uh, functional, crafty uh, relief pitcher. I really liked him, but 
I didn't know you had such actually, a fondness for Jason Griller. No, I, well, I like to have well, after, I saw him, after I saw him on stage with Pearl Jam, I was like, I love this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was way off. Yeah, he was Just on talking. the first. He was on the first World Series team in 06. I was way okay. Off that here. makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, totally wrong on 06? that. He was a Tiger. Oh five, oh six, and 07. He was traded in 2008 to Colorado. Jason Grilly. Of... Oh, pitcher's paradise. <laughs> pitcher's yeah. paradise. Tours, the banquet beer. Of course, yes. So. But you know, Luke, the more interesting part of that trip was the second night, not the first night. To me. The story that's interesting is not the Pittsburgh Pearl Jam show, which was a lot of fun. We had a killer All right, here, here Airbnb. Mike, Mike's, Mike's memory is now the is the record of history because well, we had an Air we had an Airbnb. It's not, not me. It's you. Yes, we mean? did. It had a you remember? Staircase. I remember some stuff. All right. So what happened on the second night? You know, come on. It, look, the first night. <laughs> the first night we had that, I don't. You're gonna have to tell me. The first night, we had this sweet Airbnb with the spiral staircase. It was a loft with the projector. It looked like an MMA training place, but it was also homely. It was so cool. Yes. Yeah. And you, it had martial arts, had martial arts like, yes. instructions and stuff around. It was weird. It, it was, was like, literally so a training space. It was just wow. it was someone that like didn't have a lot of money. They were wanting to do a tons of martial arts. But it and had a loft then they alone. were like, let's print this shit out. Yeah, it was weird, but it had beds and couches, and it was like no, it was completely. it was very Euro. It was it, it looked like some place that is Scandinavian type. From the outside, in it looked Pittsburgh. like a co- in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, right on the river. It was on the other yeah. side of the river, and it looked like a cold storage shithole on the outside. Like you had yes, no idea did. there was nothing in oh, there. Oh, it looked bad. It looked yeah. real bad. But going in, it was sweet. It was like a fun house. It was it on was. the. Do you know if it was like South Side? It was on the river. Uh, south side, yeah. Uh, it yeah, was okay. on the river, yeah. It was very, very close to the river. Because we walked across and, the bridge to get yeah, to the show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and we stumbled back, of course. It was sweet. It, the location was all. It was fucking sweet. It was. Pittsburgh yeah. was a good thing. But the next Hell day, yeah. the next okay. day, we it was Saturday. We drove, because Michigan was playing Penn State at oh, Penn State. Shit. So we oh, drove God. another couple hours over to Happy Valley, in the, which is in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's yeah. just in the middle of nowhere. Like you cannot find that place. You would never know that there's a stadium that fits over a hundred thousand people in the middle of these hills. It was crazy. And, uh, it's scary. Central Pennsylvania seems frightening, like a frightening. Yeah. Place. Oh, you know that was like Trump City. It is. It was Trump City. It is probably so, to this day. Was is you know? Hey, listen. At this point, uh, anybody that that loves Trump is. I, I don't. Uh, you're not an enemy of mine. Hey, he's getting I, back on Twitter. I am not fucking shit talking Trumpers ever again. No, I'm not either. They're not I'm the fucking saying. problem. They're not the fucking no, they're problem. Not. No, they're uh, not. I know and they're I not. hope that I, I hope they look at us and they say we're not the problem because we aren't. They aren't. Yeah, we I, aren't. The problem is we all okay. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm what just making a demographic observation, <laughs> Luke. That's all that is. It's a demographic observation. But oh, I'm no, with no. you. Actually, I'm with but, you. But, but, I'm, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm glad when it comes up casually. You know, uh, we didn't force that. It just happened. We did not. Oh, but the, uh, the, the fucking, oh, man, the state college fucking whew, football experience. That was unreal. I cannot believe a- we went there. It was 2013, so it was right after the Sandusky shit. So it was still very relevant. <laughs> that's game. all we talked. 
We just made a million terrible crude jokes <laughs> and we brought it up to every Penn State fan that I oh, met. Like, so, so how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing after this? You know, like, it's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. I feel like an idiot now, but it was it No, was it's huge. awesome though, because these people these people were they were there's a student, these are fucking morons. They're they're uh they're just robotic psychos just walking around with like, you know, giant buckets of beer and they're like hammered and they are they're excited so the first thing you want to do is you want to fucking pop that fucking bubble Fuck you. <laughs> well they were also acting like they're excited there was a lot of people there they're acting like they were the ones that got molested but they weren't you know the kids got molested you idiots they were acting like something terrible happened to them it was fucking bogus you know but i mean oh man i know how fans are i know how fans that are. shit was we were um Oh, I, oh man, I feel like uh, weren't we? I could be making this up. We're we very close to getting our asses kicked at some point. I feel like <laughs> I feel uh, like that no, happened. Uh, we okay. annoyed uh, the people we stayed. We stayed at this guy's house and we fought on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, Harry, Harry, <laughs> fucking Harry! Oh my god, we slept on the floor. Yeah, oh we had nothing. God. We just slept on their spare room floor, and this guy was like. He had like a trial separation going on where he just oh got his kid God. back for the first time in years. And the kid was there for the weekend. It was fucking weird, man. It was so bizarre. And his best friend so, was like this professor, like this little tiny professor dude who knew everything about everything and was really annoying about everything. Oh, it was my so God. Wild. Harry. Wild. Harry. He was a former Harry. Penn State so, football player, too, by the way. Uh, Harry was. Correct. He was huge. And he looked beautiful. He was like 50-something. He looked like he was 30. Oh, he's yeah, the fucking just beautiful <laughs> human being he was he like was. He was glowing yeah no and he walked around with he his was, shirt off he was, in the house he was in the middle of a separation he had his fucking kid in the most stressful situation in the world he's got like fucking four strangers in his house <laughs> yes sleeping yes. in a spare room they only charge no mattress bucks, by the way no ma well of course <laughs> it can only charge 50 dollars if there's no mattresses <laughs> Nothing. And, not even a couch. and and yeah, no couch, nothing, not even a parking space. And uh, this poor guy uh, still looked oh, just fantastic. Yeah, he looked like he, he looked, could line up at safety. He was ready he to go. He looked like I fucking mean. Billy D. Williams. Safety. He was he was built like a he was built like a safety. What position? That's the position yeah. he would have played. He was built like a safety. He, he probably man. free was, safety, uh, strong safety. He was yeah. like five ten. He was like five ten, and he. I, he I was looked like him wiry, up. Uh, you know, he was like strong as fuck. I looked him up and I found him. I I can't remember what his last name was because it was eight years ago. But at the oh, time, I man. remember going home and looking him up, and I found him. He wasn't lying. There can't, really there can't be that many Harrys in uh, <laughs> Harry safeties. State How many football. Harry safeties are there? Come on. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. Exactly. You can you can filter by safety. You can filter by position. Filter by first name. Now you've limited down to like six Harrys. There are like six uh, Harrys in the history of Penn State. Football oh shit! Is this him? Football. This looks just like him. See? I'm gonna <laughs> Harry Hamilton, dude, dude. I'm gonna pull this, this up. And you tell me. I'm gonna share the screen with you right now, Luke. Yes, tell me Harry if this Hamilton. is him. That's it. That's that's his. Fucking I swear name. this is him. I, know I swear this is him. Fucking name. This is him, isn't yes. it? Yes, 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 yes. That's definitely him. One hundred percent. No question. That is him. Yes. <laughs> Look at this one. That's this. the dude. <laughs> that's the dude. <laughs> Just getting this, getting this goofy oh face my down there. Fucking god, that's Harry. His name is, his name is Harry Hamilton. He is uh, one of the nicest people on the planet. Look at and, this uh, football and card. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he was going through a, a rough patch. He was while yeah. we happened to 
intersect with his life at that moment. We did. I did so fucked up, but uh, wow, yeah, Harry Hamilton—that's hap- his happened. name. Cool, Harry Hamilton, and and I think we I think we joked a lot about him almost sounding like Harry Hamlin, and I think we did that a lot. But uh, yeah, stupid. Well, it's because we're assholes, but. Oh, he was a nice guy. He was cool. He was a little intense. Well, he was occasion, great, man. He was. He was. He, no, dude, he was intense because he was treating us like we were going to like tear his house up. And we were like, dude, uh, we're looking, just we're just trying to fall asleep here. And uh, nobody <laughs> wants to tear Holy this shit. up at all. Dude, is anyone looking at his Wikipedia page? No. Okay, so. This makes it uh, during his professional football career, Hamilton attended law school and he put his law degree toward working for legal services in Tampa, Florida, where he embarked on a career in the uh, JAG Corps. But in March 2018, while addressing a potential child endangerment situation, Hamilton was charged with a number of offenses, including burglary, criminal trespassing, a misdemeanor, count of simple assault, and two summary offenses of harassment. Wow, poor Harry. I hope he uh, got off. He Look, he says uh, the allegations, including that he forced his way into the residence in which he was seeking to protect his son. That makes so much sense. Fuck, that's, Holy wow. shit. This is like blowing my mind Holy right now. <laughs> Reigned and released for a paltry 25K. Oh, nice. Okay, that's, uh, that could be worse, I suppose. It seems a little high for that. His son, that makes so much sense. I totally believe that because he was really, his son was there. Wow. Anyways, that's him. Yeah, his son was involved. You met the son in question that he was trying to protect. Yeah, that was eight years ago now. I can't even. Yeah, I know. Absorb. This (laughs) blows my fucking mind. I got to send this to Deary and Jamie. It's going to blow their mind too. But uh, (laughs) anyway, so he was pretty cool. He was a little bit intense, but otherwise he was a great guy. And his friend was weird as hell. He was this little tiny professor dude who was so annoying. He drove us around to the tailgating area. And oh, Oh, it was a beautiful. You remember that dude? Yes. 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 I think I was was talking to him because I was like, oh, you were. Yes. Yeah, that was, was right like, up your alley. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Luke's the guy who right talks. Up my alley. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was like, God, thank oh, God yes. Luke is here to just talk to this guy the whole time. Because I'm hung over in the back of the van, just like not wanting to deal with any of that. Like, yeah, there's a there's a definite upside to having a guy like me in the in the car. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes, there is. You're a great buffer, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You gregarious fuck. Oh, I and I also <laughs> think I I also believe that I enjoyed it. <laughs> Dad, I had a great fucking conversation. It was a weekend trip. Of course you were. We were all, you You know, we met you again. You, This is the same thing that we did with the Texas The Reason. Oh you God. took a bus over from New York and we picked you up and yeah, we did the thing. Another weekend yeah, experience. You just, you just throw me in the front seat. I'm the guy that gets like fucking tossed into the front seat all the time. Hey, you know what? Like, At least we did hey, two trips listen, that year. Somebody needs to talk to this guy. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, Jamie's it's, not very it's, good at that. Uh, oh, that's shut the. Jamie, <laughs> that's much better. Right. To do that. If, if Jamie ever listens to this, uh, never mind. Yeah, no, Lo- oh, love Jamie, love Jamie. Not not much of a talker. Oh well, he's he's yes. a talker. Hey. No, he's a talker, but it's like uh, I feel it. Uh, okay, so here's the thing with Jamie. I feel like Jamie needs to be uh, he needs to be interested. If he's not interested. Dink, and he just. He does he does the right thing. He does the thing that I don't know how to do, which is like basically to shut it down, fucking move on. <laughs> Jamie's so good at that. He really is. And that that's not a, this is not 
I don't know how this is sounding. I don't know how this is sounding, but but he really is good at just being like, hey, do you want to talk? And we're like, yeah. And we're like, all right, let's talk. And if he doesn't want to do it, he won't even fucking bother. And that's cool. Yeah. I think that sounds good. Totally I, I like cool. Jamie. By the description. I, Dude, Jamie, you would love I'm a Jamie fan. Oh, man, you would love Jamie. <laughs> J- nah, he, Jamie's fucking awesome. Well, he loves well, Michigan football more than anybody, he so of, he, he was devastated. Oh, I don't, I don't like Jamie, then. I can't. There like, you go, yeah, yeah. He will drive <laughs> oh, no, no, you no. apeshit with no, that No, no, stuff. but he, he will drive you apeshit, but he will give you enough, uh, he will give you enough to fight about. Like, yeah. he will talk to you about football in a way that only Mike can do. You know, I can't. What am well, I talking he, about? I'm going to fucking He was depressed out. because. I can't, I can't do this. You, you're doing great. You're fine. We Michigan lost that game in overtime. They were up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and they lost that game in OT to Christian Hackenberg, led comeback by Penn State. It was a great game. And then the Tigers played in the ALCS right after that. So it was a busy weekend, man. A lot of action. We went right to a bar after that loss. We watched Annabelle Sanchez throw a gem. Yeah, an incredible performance. Was that the what, 12, what year was this? 12 or 13? That was the uh, 2013 team, the team that blew it in the ALCS yeah. to the Red Sox. Yeah, the oh team my that had God. all the yes. the last Lord hurrah. Uh, San- that was that was like, wasn't that Sanchez's like best game that whole year? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Wasn't he, that like that that was the year like, that he won that the career ERA career uh, award? He, he had the lowest ERA in the AL. That, that year, was the year. That was he struck the out twelve year. guys. I know he struck out twelve guys in that game, and they won like one to nothing. It was a Incredible performance. It was fantastic. So, of course, they lost that series because dumb shit happened. But at any rate, that was a fun weekend. We had a great time. And it's a blast. I remember Luke was pissed. Even though we had killer seats, Luke was pissed that we were spending money on these tickets because we oh, scalped man. them. Hold on. <laughs> but they were on. great seats. They you, were didn't, really- you did not. You have not explained why. Oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> actually, no, you say. You say. No, I don't. I actually don't remember why you were pissed about it, but. Because it seemed like they were eighty dollars. I do remember them being eighty dollars <laughs> a piece. A piece. Oh man. Okay. So we we bought these tickets, and uh, all right, we we go in we go into the stadium, and they immediately started giving us our seat assignments, and they were all over the stadium. It was like <laughs> it was like six of us, or was, it was four of us. It was only four of us. It was only four. Yeah, of us. it was four of us. And, I thought and, I thought we were we in had, twosomes. We weren't in twosomes. Oh, oh hell no. I was huh. I was sent to I was sent to some random fucking uh you know just <laughs> fucking side of the toilet bowl. Uh, You're on the Pepsi you know, deck. Uh, oh, I was, in a, <laughs> I was in a shank. I was I don't even know how you sit in a shank, but I was sitting in a fucking shank, and I was by myself, and I was covered. I was covered with people in fucking white cotton crew necks oh yeah it was and, a whiteout it was a whiteout oh, at penn state so. oh it was yeah. a whiteout yeah which yeah, was. was good for good for us and the cops that way no one got i don't shot. know why they needed the pom-poms there's plenty of white people there right? oh it was a fucking we're still, we're still talking and, penn state and, and, i thought we were and talking if you think, no no <laughs> and if you think we're talking penn state and if you think if you think that that's the the uh you, you think the seating over at the big house is tight <laughs> dude, Dude, go go to fucking state college and sit. It's in that just as bad. Stadium. It's like the same thing. It's bad. It, it, it's the same thing. It is it's awful. It is 
a mega roll on a uh, on a fucking toilet paper dispenser. That, that's like yeah. not fit. you gotta have a thirty it or thirty two waist to get into this. <laughs> real life, real life doesn't fit yep. into these fucking things. Real life doesn't fit into these things at all. It was the fucking and capitalism I does though. God damn it, Dude, you can was, fit so much fucking money in there. I was skinnier oh, yeah. then, and I still couldn't do it. And it was uh, it was so horrible and just uncomfortable and stupid that I was like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I literally left within five minutes of that game and we just walked outside and then found beers elsewhere. It was this is awesome. such a crock of shit. I remember the only your, fun. Yeah. The only fun part of that fucking game was getting the hell out of that stadium. That was the dumbest experience i've this ever is the had the game that and went I will, into overtime i will yes. never triple overtime yeah. i think oh yeah exactly exactly so what, you were standing outside you know, like after the first quarter just like yeah i was, I was with luke and yeah i, I even left before the game ended too me and luke were hanging out in the tail like in the post tailgate zone because i had given up too i was like i didn't care anymore for some reason but oh, i think i left after the first overtime it's the dumbest fucking thing to be doing with your time ever <laughs> going to a football game yeah my kind of sweet I, though. It's I, so stupid. It fucking sucks. I completely agree. I haven't been to the big house since 2011. Ten years almost. I don't understand when people are like, oh, I got tickets. You want to take it? it no, I don't even. I'd rather, yeah, it's like I'd rather watch this it at the home. Dumbest fucking waste of. <laughs> this is a waste of like your time. It's not even a waste of money. It's just. A waste I completely of time. agree. I completely if agree. If TVs didn't exist, that's where the it would be fun. Oh, I hate it so much. I fucking hate it so much. I don't even know. There's not. I I can't really describe it to people. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world to have to sit there in in like tight constraints. Well, yeah, you're somebody the, else. Somebody else is right next to you, and you're both like, hey, "This is awesome, right?" <laughs> and you can't even drink because it's a college fucking football game. Fuck that! So stupid. No, I, mean, I fucking if, hate it. Don't ever offer on, me a fucking free ticket to anything. I will well, never that's take where the it. ticket. That's where the ticket mattered. Like if you were, you know, fifty yard line, third row, you'd be like, "Okay, I'm engaged. Mm. I feel like I'm immersed no, it's terrible. in the drama." I don't understand. It's awful. I no, had I hate my seat. I lucked out, man. I got a corner in zone never go seat, to a game ever. like ten rows back in the lower bowl. It was all I never sat that close to a football game ever. Like ten rows back, corner lower bowl of an end zone. It was. It really is cool. different. There's some line. There's some imaginary line, and it varies by venue, obviously. Uh, and you, if you're on one side of it, it's amazing. And if you're on the other side of it, you're like, I should just be watching this on my fucking phone. This is the dumbest experience <laughs> ever. <laughs> It really is. It's really stupid to get, I mean, to sound snotty about it. It's like, if you're going to go to a show that's well attended, you're better off to just spend twice as much for a ticket and actually, if you're going to do it, just do the fucking thing and actually feel like you're a part of it versus just watching it from 90 rows away. (laughs) Especially college football. I had a conversation about this yesterday with uh, this guy I do uh, YouTube videos with for baseball stuff. His name's Mason Dodd, and he goes to Texas. You know, huge football place, obviously. University of Texas. And we were talking about how college football is the worst to go to, and he goes there. He's a student. He has tickets and everything, but he never goes because the replay 
has made it even worse now because they replay everything in terms of reviews. It's not oh, just yeah. the commercials. It's gotten you. You know, you, you guys watch. I know Scott. You watch Michigan State football games, and I don't. It's all time now. Well, the the sports. The, the pace of play is a lot more dreadful when you're there. It's right, like, that's what I'm saying. And it's let's go to the Pepsi cam and watch people kiss <laughs> each other while and you we don't have anybody to tell you what's yeah. going on. You're and just sitting that, in the. At least at home, you got your 80-inch TV. You've got your soda of choice. You can take a shit when you want to. You've got chicken wings coming. But at the game, it's like everyone's going to piss, and you're watching like a Dunkin' Donuts commercial for four minutes while we break down like whether or not that was a touchdown or not. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Whatever, motherfucker! <laughs> college football is the worst offender now. It is, because they yeah, review yeah. everything. So I completely agree with you guys. That Luke, you, if you think I'm somebody who would go to a football game, you're nuts. I reject. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I feel like I ruined my friendship with Jamie because I rejected him on so many occasions over the last eight years. On, he's like, I got tickets. I got tickets. And I feel bad for him because less and less people want to go. But I'm like, dude, I cannot go to a college football game and sit there. That place is uncomfortable, and it's just way too boring, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. want to can do you, can you believe? Can you believe that they've taken the exact same fucking approach that, like, all airlines have taken, which is like, let's let's just fucking make it as tiny as fucking possible and sell as many as tickets, uh, many tickets as we possibly fucking can. And, uh, and literally nobody will say shit. And yeah, that's where, and see, that's where, does. okay, I, that's know where that. I know. And that's where people actually might have a fighting chance in the big political machine. I, it's hard to get something done. But as far as like a football game or a concert or when you're being gouged and everyone knows it and the experience is fucked up, that's where it would only take, you know, 10 or 20,000 people that would otherwise support this product to say, no, I'm not renewing my season tickets. No, this isn't worth it to me. Fuck you. Blow it out your ass. I'm not going to show up. And then now, motherfucker, I'm volleying to you and you, the owner, let's say uh, Chris Illich, for an example. Now you have to find a fucking way to field a, a team that people actually want to go see, create an experience that is worth the money coming from your average fan which is a fucking worker which is someone who fucking uh, works 50 hours a fucking week and has two kids or only has a $1200 savings in their bank account well what are you going to do for that person oh nothing dude, okay well if that person says fuck you all right chris now it's on you you how about fuck you that's my name <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot yes. to go off Fuck on my yeah. Chris Illich rant. Please. I mean, I had I was so excited about yes, it yesterday, yes, and I completely yes, forgot yeah. about it until you Let's just say brought it up. Oh, yeah, Chris Illich. Let's talk Chris hey, Illich. Well, well done. Let me set the table real quick. Uh, we were having a, a text thread, and I was like, why is Illich important? And you were like, I don't understand why you're asking this question. And I was like, I don't understand why you're upset about this. So go for it. <laughs> Well, what the hell is simplifying? I don't understand. Well, I very much simplified it because I don't want to reveal my own ignorance. I just have no idea what's happening. So tell me. I said, okay, you said Christ. Illich, question mark. We need to take the opportunity to actually talk about politics while Matt is gone. (laughs) What's worthwhile about? (laughs) We've done a lot of that today. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. What's worthwhile about Illich? We didn't even take advantage of this. 
Damn it. I tell you this. I listen to Valenny's show, and I don't listen very often. I know Scott listens a little more often Who's than Valenti? I do. Mike Valenny does the 2 to 6 sports radio show, which is the biggest show oh, in the area. Oh, that God. Italian <laughs> loudmouth guy. Oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. Okay, Well, sure. I mean, but he's entertaining. He has the biggest, he has the number one ranked show in the Doesn't market. Doesn't matter. Probably of any show, regardless you know Hitler, of genre. You know Hitler was also the most oh, here entertaining person in, in Nazi Uh-oh. Germany, right? I'm not the Valeni supporter here, so why do I care? I don't care. Come on. Well, no, you're trying to you're trying to tell me that he's so important. Uh, everybody knows. I'm just trying to convey Valeni. it to. He just has a listening. Show. He has a he just has a sports talk show in Detroit. Right. People like Danny are listening in Alaska, and then yeah. I don't know who he is, so I have to let them know. I'm trying to give them. Yeah. Well, here's what they need to know: he's a fucking fascist, and Valeni sucks. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of his, but kidding. But I've never, listen, I've never even heard show. him. I've never even heard him. I have no God. idea who he is. I'm not gonna die on this hill, but. You can't, right. you can't say, you can't make don't, those, don't die you can't anything. say, you can't say that. If sure you can, I can say whatever I want. It's America. Bingo. Actually, touche. <laughs> Valenny would appreciate America, that. Jack. Because the one thing I know about Valenny is that he is a very fucking uh, bulbous uh, freedom, <laughs> freedom talk guy. No, what do you mean? Freedom. Loves talking about freedom. Freedom. Yeah, this freedom. is all gibberish. Why are you falling first, for this guy? First Amendment. <laughs> first Amendment. No, okay. I don't know Luke the way you do, Mike. I'm falling <laughs> for it. I don't know what you're talking. This is true. This is true. I forget. I forget that Scott. This is all. Scott this is all just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? The hook is. <laughs> doesn't about. Have, yeah, Scott doesn't have 30 years of uh, knowing my bullshit. Uh, don't yeah. be that guy. <laughs> now, Valenny's probably fine, but you know he's terrible when I hear him. He's so. an egomaniac. I'll give him that. Sure. No, he's he sucks, but fine. But can but you is, blow me where the Pampers is? He's a Chris fucking. Is. We're talking about dude. Chris he's Hill. one of these. He's a fucking. He's the jet ski salesman guy. He's fucking terrible. Jet skis, yeah. Okay, this isn't about him. This is about Chris Illich. So I was listening to Valenny on Monday. I rarely guy. ever listen to the show. I mean, not because I hate him, but just because I just don't turn on the FM radio. And I actually heard him through an app that I have. So I heard his intro and uh, you know he does a great job with his intros and it was after the nfl draft weekend so i was like oh it's monday i guess i'll check in and see what he had to say about that but his whole point instead of the nfl draft was about chris illich and the tigers and how chris illich is the guy not al avila avila <laughs> not that guy which I, I can't stop doing that i'm really jealous i didn't come up with the avila <laughs> but you should be jealous because I was super jealous. Pronounced gold, uh, that it's obviously <laughs> perfect. I don't understand why you would not have come up with that on your own. <laughs> so Al Abla is being blamed for this failure, I guess, which is you know the rebuild part two. You know, so the Tigers go to the playoffs for the last time in 2014, right? They lose to the Orioles in the ALDS. And that was the beginning of the end. Was that with Del- Delman, Co- Delman cooked? Delman, Delman Young Delman? fucking. Oh, I got Delman Cook and Delman Young. Was that when? Oh yeah, God. Delman Young. Delman like Young. Forty fucking doubles against us in that series. He dom- Dude, He owned us in that series. That. Yeah, he did. Dude, he, he was fantastic. Us that fucking series. Well, that wasn't the same year we got owned by a uh, fucking fat panda or whatever his name was, right? No, that was the World Sandoval? Series year. That was twelve. Uh, fucking he, garbage panda, just garbage panda. Just you know, he still takes, 
just been, just he was launches the DH three over the weekend for the Atlanta Braves. Is he really? One, he still draws in, in a pitch. one game. Yeah, no, he he's he was the DH this past weekend for the Braves in their series against the Blue Jays. It was amazing. He's I'm like, wow, this guy's still around. Three diapers in three games or uh, one game, and then he just went to the minors forever. He, he, Hey, dude, he made garbage. Verlander his bitch. He did, and Verlander will never be able to live. Uh, yeah. He can't get away from that. Oh, he owns. He it, can't, but. except for the fact that he won a fucking championship. So I guess that he got his own helps. on his own time. That That's true. Yeah, that helps. But they, some say they cheated, and actually, the manager we have now was the guy who <laughs> led cheated. that possible cheating ring. But point Fantastic. being, fantastic. That's what we yeah. need, man. We need the guy that knows how to win. We Fuck are. I don't care. Yeah, yeah cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I'm not playing nice anymore. This is that's not- fine. But in 2015, they sold they sold a lot of parts and they moved on. Like they had David Price and they started training him. And 2016, it bottoms out. And then 2017, it's just get terrible. 2018, they're awful. Like this is the lowest of the low. You got Rod Guyton higher is the manager at that point. It's kind of just oh, yeah, you know Garden. he's a captain of a sinking ship and he knows it. But he's just along for the paycheck. And then it's 2019. They suck. 2020, we have the COVID season. So people were like, well, we're supposed to be uh, at a certain point by now, aren't we? But it's COVID, so I guess we got to give you guys another break. Now it's 2021, and they're 8-21, and 21, and they got they lost 15 in the last 17, and they got shut out three out of the last four, and they're just they're horrible. They, there's nobody who can hit on this team at all. There's no promise. These are all things that Valenian pointed out. There's no promise of the future either. Like, the, the pitchers are their best prospects, and we all know, Luke, you should know this, pitching prospects, they're very, very risky, and it, it's... It's far from certain oh, that it's going to work out. All these guys, Scoogle, Manning, Mize, like you don't know if it's going to work out with these guys at all. In hitting prospects, we got Torkelson, who's probably pretty good, and Riley Green, and that's it. But the bottom line is that Chris Illich is the guy who's responsible for all this, and you throw in all the bullshit scumbaggery that he's done with District Detroit yeah, and all the shit the- they pulled with the new stadium okay. for yeah. the okay. yeah. Red Wings so and the Pistons please, and shit. So what everybody this guy's an asshole. So what I've what I was trying to get at is like, all right, I walked into it. I was like, who is why are we talking about Illich? So I know you've been doing the whole thing, but what is the what's the real what's the real deal thing that is it the the, the all this stadium shit that you're talking about? It's both. It's the fact that he's the team is rudderless. There's no direction, and he hides from that, so we don't even know what's going on, and he needs to be held accountable. And when you throw in the deals that have been done since the new, what's it called, fucking pizza, pizza place, that since yeah. that went down, and the all the, the thank you, the failed promises of that, this guy needs to be held accountable. And I know that he's a billionaire, and we know billionaires are scumbags, that's obvious, but he has to be held accountable. I'm down with that. And it just made so much sense to me. I, I've, I've been so apathetic about the Tigers and about billionaires in general, too, because everything seems so hopeless. But when I actually listened to Valenia on Monday, he inspired me. I admit this, and I'm not even proud well, the, to admit the point that. Is, the point is it's about my takeaways where it's about good faith, acting in good faith, and garnering the public trust. Like, those are your yes. fucking jobs. Like, you know, it's like, it's not... It's it's like, but people just go. This is to circle back where we actually have a little bit of fucking power. It shouldn't be mo money, mo problems. It's like mo money, like you mo elbow room. 
It's like, so <laughs> Illich, Illich is just like, well, no one fucking cares. I've got all the space in the world. No one's yes. looking at me. I don't have to show up because I'm not accountable. I just have all of the real estate in the world to do nothing and be a neglectful slumlord piece of shit owner that owns all these parcels of land. I made promises to the people. I took fucking money for a stadium, which don't even get me started on that because that's actually one of my hot button issues is fucking socializing debt and privatizing profit for fucking right. billionaires that shit really pisses me off i got tax bill i got fucking tax taxes from the city of detroit like right here sitting right here i'm like oh there it is. i gotta i gotta call them because they're hitting me up for 2016 city taxes i'm like yeah 350 dollars of that's probably you well, know little caesars oh, that's pretty recent fuck that too just, that, people like that are enabling ago? that He's benefiting them, and so they're the going to enable him, too. So they're the people that are in the government of Detroit are also fucking you because the, he's going to return the favors. That's why he gives – that's why the Illiches were given the gifts they were given of the socialized debt. There has, you to know be, there has to be like a good faith rubric by which these owners are judged. And if you're not holding up your end of the bargain, you don't deserve to own a team. This is like – a club of exclusive billionaires. These people are some of the most powerful families and individuals and institutions yes. in the country, therefore the world. And they don't have to do anything for the fans. They just right. don't have to act in good faith. It's people just walk around and say, oh, the Tigers, they suck right now. That's just how it is. No, it's more than that. It's what you just said, man. You are going to be called out. And people mm -hmm. have the ability to do that. Valenny can do it on his radio show. We can do it on this podcast. People can do it on the internet. And if more and more people start to hear that, because it's obvious to everyone, most people do see this. We're not, not every fan. I know fans are played to be out as like suckers, like every fan out there is a fool and they're just going to be rah, rah, rah. I'm here for well, the team. It, but that is what but fan, that's not always but, true. That is what fan is, what, what that comes from. I, it just I'm comes, not it comes from point, fanaticism, but, you know. It's, it's okay. I know that is. You know, but these people, fans are always going to be treated like garbage. Yeah, the ones that paint their faces and, and dress up like be. a psycho, they they're always going to be. be that way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the. You said we were talking about the worker earlier, Scott. Where affecting change with the pocketbook for these football games and shit like that. If it starts to become more and more of a burden financially, people will start to create change if enough of us start to hold our money and don't support yeah. these teams. And I'm totally down for a boycott of a team like the Tigers, because not because they suck, but because we're not getting a fair deal, like you said. We need an owner who's going to tell us what's going on. And not every day. I don't need a weekly fireside chat. I just need to mm -hmm. know that you have yeah. a plan and you're going to be honest with us. Like Steve Cohen, who's a scumbag. Steve Cohen, who just took over the Mets six months ago as the new owner. He's a hedge fund scumbag. He really is. But he looks like a god to a lot of the people right now because he took over the Mets from the Wilpons, who were scammed out by Bernie Madoff. And he looks like a hero because he said, I'm going to spend money. And uh, he's uh, been sorry, communicative rest, rest as well. In, rest in power. Rest in power, Bernie Madoff. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, mm -hmm. Mrs. Ruth Madoff. Ruth Madoff, I hope you're doing okay out there. Uh, yeah. But Steve a, Cohen. A, he was a real it, part of. You can be a scumbag, but you can still be a good owner is what I'm saying. Steve Cohen's a scumbag. He rips people off for a living. But people like him because he connects and he's been on Twitter and he talks with people and tells them what the plan is. And that's yeah. all you need is just a little bit of forthright. You're a product. You're, you, are in, you own a product, let's face it. I mean, professional sports are one of the biggest products commodities in the country like you but it's also are like you said a public trust it's weird it is yeah definitely and you you do that's part of it it's like 
okay, you don't want to go talk. It's like, if you don't want to be a politician, don't, you know, if you don't like talking, don't be a politician. It's part of the game. Yeah. It's like, you can't just be a fucking, be a senator and not expect to have to like say how you feel in front of people. Like, know, know the job, like, know, know the fucking ropes, like know what it is that you're getting into. You're in charge of something that generates, you know, it's a billion dollar, Yes. Well, here's what it is. It's a holding. I was just about to say it. it's a holding. And that's what it it's is. An asset. Village. It's a fucking holding. When you're so rich that the Detroit Tigers to you is in like the holdings folder. Like, let's look at <laughs> what we let's look at what I hold today. Oh, look at this. It's the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> well, that's fine. Like it's a pandemic year and all. The 30 years before this, we made money even when we sucked. It's like, that's a lot of our teams. That's the Lions. Our The owner of the Pistons is a fucking just greasy douchebag oh, yeah. who Gores, lives in yeah. L.A. They another hedge fund guy. Exactly. They don't do anything. This is a business play. It's about, well, for Goris, it was ostensibly, well, I want to do business in Detroit, so I may as well get an, a Detroit institution. So I can, the Pistons basically just was a play by Goris to open doors to do other business in the city. It's like, well, yeah. I guess. And then he bought the Pistons for what? 300 mil. They haven't accomplished a goddamn thing in a decade. And he could probably turn around and sell it for over a billion dollars. Well, that's because of the Davidson send off though. They made a good point in that show talking about how Karen Davidson left them for fucking dead because mm -hmm. she didn't care. She didn't want to know anything about it. And the decisions that were made that put them in a holding pattern right after they'd been incredible. The Pistons were incredible from 2002 till 2008. And then they went to hell and she is responsible for where they are now. There, <laughs> there's nothing. Nobody gives a fat fuck about the Pistons anywhere. No one gives a fucking mouse fart. It doesn't. It's actually probably why I checked out for the last, I don't know, like, uh, was it three and a half minutes? I don't even know what you guys are talking. How'd you get into Pistons? He, he's talking about the <laughs> how owners. Do we, how do we get into Pistons? He's because Gores oh, and Illich are both owners of teams. So anyway, Luke, Dude, what, what this your... shit is this is fucking. If you didn't listen last few minutes, though, it might be hard system. to admit. Yeah. All right. What you're interested in, Luke, is the district Detroit and how. Chris Illich factors into that. That seemed to be that's yeah. that's more interesting than the Pistons because the Pistons that's a fucking that's a microcosm but of if bigger Detroit, problem, which is Illich. Yeah. But Luke, if Luke likes the sport at all, it's baseball. So he's most interested of the four in baseball and the Tigers. So if he does, if he has a slight vested interest, he would care a little bit about this, even if he says he doesn't. But I just think. We should speak truth to power. And I know it sounds really lame and cheesy, but I, I'm going to do it. I, I feel more, I've, I've been too apathetic for too long. I'm pissed and I'm going to be loud about it. I have a vocal voice and I can say shit about it. And I'm going to start doing that more often. I'm not going to, I'm not afraid of these fucks. That's one thing I got going for me. I'm not afraid of a billionaire at all. I've got nothing to lose. So if somehow yeah, I can be a part of some type of change that at least gets a tiny, tiny peep of attention from somebody, then I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do it. I'm not, after it. I don't want to be apathetic. I don't. I love wait, it. Okay, wait. So, what is the thing that uh, anybody has to do with the the billionaire? I'm not sure. What, what is it? What was it? You're saying you're, you're saying you're you're. I'm saying I've been apathetic for a long time, but I'm not going to be anymore. That's my. That's that'll be my part that I can try to help play, and it's not about me. I want. I oh, have a okay. problem with okay. people, you're and gonna, they're locally. You're going to you're going to stop being apathetic. 
I'm going to try. When it comes to shit like this, local stuff that I, I care about enough, I, I like the Tigers. I always have. And I'm never going to own them. And I know they don't give a fuck about me. I know that. I'm not some dumb fan. I know that. None of these sports franchises give a flying fuck about any of us. I know that. But I uh, care enough that I want to try to use my projectable voice yeah. to well, create some type of a response. It, like in a, in a currency based society, it's like sometimes your only currency is to say no. Like I can mm. say no, I can say no. And that's worth whatever. It could be worth one peanut or it could be worth potentially ideally bringing about change, but you can yes. say no and saying no doesn't cost you anything. And say, in fact, saying no is, Saves you money. It's cheap. It keeps money in your pocket. That's true. Learn how to say fuck off. Hey there, Mike. Uh, the Tigers are playing the Royals uh, next Friday night. You want to go? <laughs> fuck you. How about that? Yes. See? Yeah. It yeah. may sound very simple, but I don't know. It's, a, it's an awakening for me. And then it's happening in our area. And I do care about this area. It's really easy to be like, fuck Michigan. Fuck this place. Fuck all the people around here. I don't have anything in common with the people around here. Really? I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's productive. It's never been very productive for me. And I'm reconsidering that notion as well. As my friend just texted me like 10 minutes ago. Hey, I had some tickets to the Pistons game for Thursday, but can't go. You want them? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yeah, I'll go to the Pistons game. Maybe on Thursday. I haven't been to a Pistons game in a minute. If they're it's free, different, though. I, it <laughs> is different funny. though. It is different. I mean, shit. Going back, going back to our football experiences. I will never, I will never go to a college football game again. <laughs> if somebody gets eighty dollars out of you for a football ticket again, that'll blow my no, mind. They're it'll, out of, it'll out of blow their, my mind. <laughs> out of their fucking minds. Absolutely, oh, that would yes. be. You might as well be fucking breaking a safe at a bank. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we should wrap up the show. It's been a long run here. We've been chatting for a bit. Is there anything you guys didn't cover that you wanted to say before we go? Oh, well, always. we definitely need to talk about next episode. or In the next episode, we need to talk about uh, the fucking way that people who are just people just don't want to work because they're, they're getting too generous. <laughs> Too, too generous uh, to benefit. Yeah, you know, I don't from have the any government. Of those. You know, I mean, there are so many people that just won't take a fucking real job because uh, you know the unemployment is so awesome. So you're being, that, that's you're being good. Yeah, that's sarcasm, but uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. And, isn't that played uh, out? Because I'm, I'm that guy. A, I'm that guy. This is like, not. Oh, this no, is you not, are. Yeah, he's talking about me. Fuck. This yes. is not. No, no. This shit is not played out because it is. It is constantly being fucking pumped back into the uh, into the apparatus. So uh, well, I feel like it was. I, think, I, I think feel like we at the end of that now. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, I'll maybe. look more into you know, it. We'll then see, we'll talk we'll about see next what week. Next week, you know, we'll I'll look into it further, and then we can maybe something terrible will happen. Because it seems like we're getting back to work now, and it seems like the unemployment is going to be ending. Right? I can't get unemployment. I need a All job. Over. I got to get a yeah. job. Everybody's I'm running out of money here. So everyone's basically. They're kind yeah, no, of Biden made better. your lives better. Your lives are better. <laughs> of course, he did. I had some interviews. Well, yeah. I had some job interviews uh, this past week. We'll, we'll go over. We'll go over next. We'll, we'll cover that. Did you call and next week? Did, did you call podcast. Uncle Joe and tell him? Did you call Uncle Joe and tell him? Uh, thank Uncle you, Uncle Joe. You make it sound like fucking 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like we're all sleeping in a bed with Joe Biden and eight other grandmas. Yeah, you will be if uh, you know he keeps. If social medicine system. takes over, you will no, be. If, if his if his carceral system actually is, uh, you know, continuing across. All right, never mind. Move on. <laughs> All right, anyway, well, uh, I lost it. I lost Danny, I lost Danny we thank you so much Danny, for the email. Anybody else wants to email the show, Good we dude. will happily read them on the show. I'll make sure I will be absolutely much more vigilant on emails going forward. Is it safe? Pod at gmail.com. We welcome all feedback, and if you Danny guys have like to, a challenge, uh, Danny wants to fade out with needles and pins live at the forum by Tom right, Petty. Do that shit, hell yeah! Needles and hell pins. yes, hell well, yes. That I know Tom perfect. Petty. Uh, I like two gunslingers, but I don't know needles and pins. I love it. It's been a second. I'll know it once I hear it. Two he says gunslingers. It, he says it's I a legendary it jangle, deep. legendary jangle pop. Yeah, yeah, he's just this motherfucker's <laughs> trolling me, man. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, he this is the my ass. That's live at the forum. Tom Petty, the yeah, Heartbreaker. There it is. Beautiful. 1981. So, for the Insane it's Podcast, good. this is Mike. He's Scott and Luke. Matt will be back next week, and we'll be here with you until that day. Then. Thank you, Danny. That day is coming, day, and still it's